The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. I can't help smiling when I hear this silly song. 303 on 106.3, and it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. Uh, with Pete Davis, sidekick producer, sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, Flounder. Been busy today, a lot of breaking stuff going on here. Clutch, letter, rip, Friday, anything goes. And Monday sucks, Tuesday blows, and I hate you. Thursday stinks and you're a jerk, but Friday I'm in love. Pete Davis, how you doing, sir? You got the mountains of Macon. You got snowfall coming, do you? Ice storm or something up there, I'm guessing? I don't know. For a second there, I thought you were going to rhyme uh, the word you with something else. No, really. All I can say is Saturday. <laughs> I had to fake out there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, uh, here we go. I, I said, worse of the weather over? Uh, coming in, oh, it was well, really nasty, but I, th- I don't know whether it's starting to ease off now uh, or not. I don't know. No, it's blowing and it's blowing and raining. Comes and goes, comes yeah. and goes, but it's really blowing. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, we're, this obviously for our local audience in Alpharetta, Georgia area, and North Georgia's uh, stuff going through, and it's going to be blastering the Northeast. I mean, it's winter, and we're getting a, a, a major winter yeah. storm going through. And they just uh, talked about uh, Iowa for the caucus on Monday could be twenty below zero. <laughs> you know, which is, I mean, of course you you know when you're raising that part of the country, you, you know you, you play you 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 know what to do and stuff. But but the other thing is you better have a heater plug into your car engine or you're not your battery explodes i mean they literally blow up they uh, happen used to happen when i lived in chicago you'd find about uh, people uh, the, the the water in the battery would get so uh, frozen and would expand and blow the battery tops off and uh, cars wouldn't start so anyway just a word of the wise uh 305 in fact that's where the coldest day i ever spent in my life was 82 below zero wind chill factor in chicago and i was out live doing a live shot to show how cold it was i literally couldn't i my mouth would move like this. You literally couldn't make my mouth muscles move. My eyes were watering. It was horrible. Anyway, all right, 305, 305. Uh, Flounder, how's it going in there, sir? What's anything new in the last 24 hours? Everything all right in there, sir? All is well behind the side of the glass is normal. Uh, outstanding. Ready for a long weekend. Uh, outstanding. Oh, that's which right. Which I had to remind you uh, about. You know, I was going to say, I told, I absolutely forgot that we're not, we're, we're on, we're off Monday. And so, and I'm, and I was getting ready for stuff, and I'm kind of grumpy because you know various things are by, by you know thing are going on. And Flounder says, "Yeah, and of course, you know we're off money." Going, oh my god, I totally, totally, I would have been here, I would have been here. I know it. <laughs> so I probably will still. I probably forget by Monday. Anyway, you by yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, it would be pretty stupid. All right, three oh six with a Kira Pete and Flounder. Here's a phone number. It's fr- Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. We have a little fun, and every day's like that. But still, I, I like to say Letter Rip Friday, and it just reminds me that it's you know. And again, people don't make phone calls these days. I mean, hell, they don't even take phone calls on the national show before us. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, you'd normally have you know every well, 
whatever. Anyway, here's our phone call number in case you'd like to uh, join us. 404-741-1230. we got a bunch of breaking stories. In fact, I've got one breaking story on my phone, one breaking story on my iPad, and breaking stories in front of me on paper. So we got, <laughs> we got it all covered. Uh, plus, holy crap, it's sports, peach tweets. Uh, we have Flounder's Funnies. Uh, I've got a bunch of things to kind of update on, and we'll talk some uh, politics. Pete's got a game for us to play, uh, and uh, Donald Trump's come out with a new video. It's a little promotional thing mocking uh, the old-timer in the White House, uh, President White Trash. And we'll talk about that here in a second uh, for you as well. Also, an update on the uh, the homewrecker Fanny uh, Chicken Liver, the uh, Trump-hating uh, black supremacist who's been out to get Donald Trump from the beginning and now, is, as far as I'm concerned, is guilty of violating RICO acts. She obviously is is, uh, you know, uh, acting like a tramp and then uh, hiring her boyfriend at hundreds of thousands of dollars, which goes back to her on their fancy trips. Well, you know the story. It's unbelievable. And her boyfriend, who likes to flash his gun when he's uh, confronted by reporters, apparently. We'll we'll talk about that in a second, too. And also the latest on Hunter Biden. He says he's going to do the right thing. Although his lawyer's trying to say, well, that last subpoena you gave us wasn't right. That's why he didn't show. You know, that's why he was. Yeah, huh. Well, we'll get to all that. Plus, we got stuff. Plus, Gen Z. A lot of stuff on Gen Z today, Work uh, trying to get in the workforce. I have like three related stories on what the hell is going on in America's workforce. I mean, it's, it's a thing. I, and I, I know I wouldn't know because I don't I mean how many. The only Gen Z person I actually work with here. Well, Kate was our intern. And she and I, she's not here today. Um, but, uh, you know, Amanda's a young uh, like a Gen Z type. But normally, I mean, uh, apparently it's a whole thing getting Gen Z people to be part of the workforce and uh, whether they're successful or not. Um, also, oh, I got, I got to mention this. Uh, the uh, America's, uh, those beautiful morning bastards on the AM, the America's anal uh, crew in the morning time here at 106.3. I love these guys. Uh, the Rhino and Tog and Lois and those guys. I mean, it's just, uh, they're, always, they're entertaining. They're up on top of the news. Uh, they love to pick on the Kimmer, which is, I find, amusing because, you know, I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, although, according to them, not for very long. Anyway, uh, so, the, and this morning I thought, I, I, I was, you know, working on the show while I'm listening to them as well while I'm doing that, and I have Fox TV news on, so I got like three things going. And I heard Tug. I mean, it really caught my attention. I don't know what I don't know what Flounder and Pete whether you guys heard it this morning. I heard Tug. He was talking away about something, and, and then he mentioned his wife. He said, "Yeah, my wife. Uh, my wife mentioned. Uh, gee, uh, maybe we ought to get a safe word." And I'm going. What? Whoa, uh, what is it uh, he's doing that she needs a safe word? I said, I said, I said this is getting interesting as hell. I said, I, you know, the morning crew normally pretty staid, you know, pretty conservative, they very, you know, religious and you know, above board. And all of a sudden I hear Tug talking about this wife says, we better get a safe word. I'm going, oh, my God, I want to hear all about this. Well, unfortunately, he was talking about uh, fake AI kidnapping stuff. And why they? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, man, boring. this is going to be great. I almost called Flounder to start recording it, you know, so we can play it back later. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the word "stop"? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or yikes, or uh, ouch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I all, the, all this stuff's going through my mind with Tug. I mean, he's probably the most decent, God-fearing, straight-laced guy I've ever known in my life. I mean, you know, talk about Mister Goody Two Shoes, and all of a sudden he's talking for a <laughs> sailor. Too. And he's talking about his wife says, we will get a safe word. I'm going, oh, my God, what have you been doing to that girl? 
<laughs> when, when he starts talking about ball gags, then you know something's up. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't speak at the moment. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> well, it turns out to be the fake kidnapping thing, so that makes it. And, in oh, fact, thank goodness. Yeah, I, I, actually, which is a great idea. In fact, if you have children... Uh, I, I, there's a story right here, an Arizona mom, she got a call from her daughter, Jennifer DeStefano, uh, DeStefano De, De was probably from Arizona. Uh, she, her daughter called crying, crying and sobbing. I said, what happened? She said, mom, I messed up. I said, she said, I said what'd you do? She said, uh, the man put her uh, head back and I got concerned. Mom, these bad men have me, help me, help me. Uh, the phone fades, the guy gets on the phone, says, we have her. It was a kidnapping thing. Uh, not only the mom said that he want money, he wanted to physically come and kidnap me as well, trying to make a arrangements to locate her. Luckily, uh, I think it was a neighbor. Uh, it was her. It was my. She said it was my daughter's voice on the phone that she'd been kidnapped. It was the way she cried, the way she would talk to me. We had an interactive conversation. The only way I could ably uh, locate her was on another. Another mom was able to get my husband on the phone. He was able to locate her, get her on the phone with me, so I knew that she was safe and sound. But she said it was her voice. Her style of crying, her, her comments and everything, her mannerisms, and it was fake. And so I got, I'm, and, and Tug is my exactly right idea. Boy, if you have kids, you family needs a safe word, a code in, in fact, word. I, saw, I heard a great thing, what the security people say when you go to parks or malls or something, you know, like Disney World or Six Flags, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Out, yeah. when, you, when you get there, you take a picture of everyone, especially the kids, in case they get lost or something happens, that the security people know exactly what they look like right then. You know, that's a great like a three-month-old. I, I, you know. I hadn't thought of that either. If you go to an amusement park, uh, take pictures of you entering or something. Uh, that's a great idea. And again, this thing about a code word, a safe word, if you have a family, because this, this is real. I mean, there were like five stories a day on AI fake kidnapping. We, just, we did Taylor Swift yesterday. A fake commercial by her. Actually, they thought it was actually her. Anyway, uh, so I thought it was kind of amusing. With, with Tug. <laughs> we need a safe word. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we got a million things coming up here, um, uh, including the latest on the prosecutor and uh, uh, Fulton County homewrecker Fannie uh, Chicken Liver, the uh, Trump-hating black supremacist. Uh, this whole case has got to be thrown out. In fact, Jim Jordan, I uh, will update here. We're going to take a break here in a second. And then I've got the latest story from Jim Jordan, who says the Judiciary Committee is going to look into Fannie the Homewrecker and her uh, boyfriend, uh, Sidepiece, uh, who uh, filed for divorce as soon as she hired him after breaking up their marriage after 29 years or something. Uh, so all is coming up. And Jordan, Jordan uh, uh, thanks to Kimmer for setting him on the right track, telling the government to finally start freaking doing something about this. We'll get to that in a minute, too. 313 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Letter Rip Friday. Hope you're having some fun today. Join us, will you? Look out. There we go. This is the Kimmer Rock and Roll time right here. Be my baby, baby. <laughs> the Ronettes. Oh, man, bringing back some memories, I'll tell you what. Wow. Early, mid-60s. At 2022, two years ago on this very day, Ronnie Spector, American singer, died at the age of 78. She co-founded and fronted the girl group, the Ronettes. String of hits in the 60s, Be My Baby from 1963. <coughs> Excuse me. Baby, I Love You, 1963. 
breaking up, uh, 1964, walking in the rain, 64. She married producer Phil Spector in 1968, and then Ronnie alleged in her 1990 memoir, Be My Baby, that following their marriage, Phil subjected her to years of psychological torment and sabotaged her career. And then didn't he get convicted of, or was he found innocent of killing his wife? Murder. Wasn't it murder? Yeah. He's, in, he's in prison. And he yeah. did. It, wait, was it a second trial? Uh, didn't he get off once and then he got convicted later, I think? It was a second trial or something, if I remember. Yeah. Anyway, Slime Bag will die in prison. Good for him. Our birthday list includes the hideous Howard Stern. Made it to 70. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mister took all the COVID shots and hit his basement. And got COVID a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Got nine boosters, and he, he literally, Wussy. he literally said he has not gone out of the house. Remember that he was, he was bragging about how he hasn't yeah. really gone out of the house in like two years. He's just a freak. God, and he's making a hundred million dollars a year off XM radio. Yeah. I mean, literally, I think he's making a hundred million a year. Maybe it's fifty million, but it's between fifty and a hundred million a year. Is he still radio. got what twenty-two-year-old guys listening to him? Because I, I haven't listened to him in no, thirty I, years. I know I haven't either. And he was—I mean, he, I, I give it to him. And by and by the way, that movie he was in, that where he started, and it was a great yeah. movie. Uh, and that was really well done. Private parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, three twenty on our birthday. I oh, did a birthday on our history list. Here we go. In nineteen ten, this is horrifying. A couple from China became the youngest parents in history which is particularly disturbing because they were children. The youngest father in history in China, that's where it happened, 1910, the father was nine, the mother was eight. And I'm not making that up. Uh, 320. Yeah, breaking news, Breaking buddy. news, breaking news. What do you got there? It looks like I, was, I wasn't saying anything because I didn't want to jinx it. No, you didn't jinx it. But it looks uh -oh, like uh -oh. Alabama's got a new coach. Oh, oh yeah. I think, isn't there one of her assistants, baby? Was that the rumor? Nope. It's no? uh, Washington Huskies' Kalen DeBoer. Oh, I'll be dead. Has informed the Washington officials he's taking the job at Alabama. He's going to tell his team soon. But that's according to Pete Thamel, who can really screw things up every now and then. But I, I hope that's true. <laughs> Wasn't that the rumor yesterday was that he was leaving a flight from Seattle, and they said, well, this may mean yeah. he's going to, and I guess it was true. I guess, uh, so, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, and Steve Sarkeesian says, I'm staying at Texas. Mike Norvell says, I'm staying at Florida State. And those were the other two guys they were really looking at. Yeah. So it looks, and this guy, he has a record at Sioux Falls, Fresno State in Washington, 104 and 12. Wow. Well, he must know what he's doing, but he also must have good players wherever he goes. Now, you must be thrilled that old Miss uh, coach is staying where Lane is. Lane that's is correct, stay sir. where he is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct, sir. Uh, I'm very happy right now. Yeah. If, and uh, if it's true, by the way, yeah, the last time Alabama went to the Pacific Northwest to get a coach, that Mike whatever his name was. He didn't even coach one game before they fired him. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know that makes where he's from, but if the, guy, if the guy's got success, I mean, what the heck? He has, no, a, he has no SEC ties. Yeah. He has no Southern ties. So recruiting, he's going to have to recruit. You know? Well, of course, just you saying Alabama shouldn't, you know, shouldn't hurt him yeah. too much. But uh, and, and just I, we do holy crap at sports after five with Pete Davis. But is uh, any word on the Falcons uh, search for a coach? Any uh, names popping up other than Belichick? Half of them, half the experts say it's Belichick, and the other half say that Belichick doesn't even want the job. Yeah. Well, that was a huge story this morning locally in the Al Jazeera constipation uh, that uh, it was Belichick. We're saying it's Belichick. Oh, there was also a story. D. Orlando Ledbetter, who covers the Falcons, has a story out. The reason Bill Parcells didn't take the job, one uh -huh. of the reasons, he wasn't uh, enamored with Arthur Blank 
basically kowtowing to the African-American fan base. Because, you know, when Arthur Blank came in, he didn't care about, the, in my opinion, he didn't yeah. care about the fans that had been there since the 60s. Yeah. His plan, his business plan was to market it toward African-Americans yeah. in the city of Atlanta, and it worked. I don't know if it's still working, but it worked for a while. Yeah. Well, everything was, was uh, black-oriented. I mean, the music and the uh, the exhibits and the, yeah. the whole style of the thing was all was no, with no question about it. Um, and God, I was going to one last stupid thing. Oh, crap. I hate when I do this. Um Oh, God, I was going to ask you something about the, uh, another football coaching year or something, and now I forget. It left, left me. Damn it. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> oh, crap. I mean, it was right here. It was right there. We were talking about, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. I got it back. Thank you. Oh, you know, that's the key. Okay, that was what, like 12 seconds of totally blank, right? Yeah, you let so it that's ruminate. A good, that's a good sign. I've got so much information in there. Sometimes it takes a little uh, In fact, I'm going to mention a rumor that Flounder told me, I won't mention any source, and this may be totally nuts. I'm, I'm saying it is a rumor that I heard from Flounder. It reminds me of the comedian we had the other day. I uh, was doing a job interview, and the, guy, and the, uh, the job interviewer said, well, don't tell me, son, uh, uh, do you believe in gossiping? And he says, no, but I know who does. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, don't give up your source on air. I never gave it up. I never. Oh, uh, well, you're not the source. You got it from somebody else. But, but, so your source is covered. <laughs> Flounder didn't make this up. He's it was somebody it. else. Well, again, it's probably not true, and it may be true. And if, well, what difference does it make? It's just us. I'm, I'm labeling it as a total rumor. Maybe completely crap. Well, I have no idea. The rumor is uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alabama coach, Nick Saban. Say it. Yes, thank you. That Nick yeah. Saban retired. Because there, I will, I will be, I'll be more gentle than there was a well, retired because there was a uh, uh, like a, uh, a medical situation in the family that he uh, uh, wanted to address and not uh, be bothered by being a football coach anymore. Put it that way. He told Reese Davis of ESPN that was not the case. So I don't know. Oh, really oh well, then there you are. Well, I'll, I'll accept Reese if he Reese Davis from somebody who actually interviewed him about it. Then I'll go with that. So there you are, Flounder. We're off the hook. There you are. <laughs> we'll say it's not true, and it's a total rumor. <laughs> and we get to do that. Now, wait a minute. I get to do rumor stuff. It's a freaking modern-day news. You don't have to know yes. anything about news. I don't have to Please. tell the truth in the news. I can make up crap all I want. So get off my freaking back, everybody, all you liberals. Oh, he was fake news. Yeah, fake news up my butt. How about that? Coming out of my flying ears. Hey, I know. I got an idea. You know, we can do anything we want. There's no freedom of press anymore. It's all open. It's all crap. You can do anything you want and say anything you want and fake anything you want, and will everybody be fine? So, I mean, what a, what, what a, what a horrible situation around in America. In fact, we, we mentioned yesterday, Canada, and in fact, most countries, do not have a freedom of the press rule or law or commandment. No, they don't have yeah, it. Because they're British. That's British-based, right. yeah. Uh, and I don't. I don't think uh, England has a First Amendment, do they? No. In the Bank of Carter or anything? No. They don't have any of that. No. I mean, I, I think. I mean, really think how special that is. I mean, think about it. it's actually in they, they, writing. I know, no, they think you, at Hyde's Corner, Speaker's Corner, there in Hyde Park. They think if you stand on a box and talk there, that's uh, freedom. That's of speech. freedom of speech. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, whatever. That's not really the case. Uh, Three twenty-six. And by the way, I, I, I have the latest on Jim Jordan. Uh, is I'm so proud. He, he thanked me uh, for the idea of investigating Fannie Willis's prosecutor link. I mean, I'm so uh, you know uh, they were doing it all morning too, saying, "Boy, that Kimmer was right. They really ought to start. Somebody in Georgia ought to start investigating these people." Anyway, uh, I also have been uh, taken a little bit to the woodshed concerning a mention. Uh, speaking of freedoms, I talked about the Second Amendment in particular yesterday, and I am I'm, I want to say frequently that the Second Amendment does not say you have a right to own a gun. The Second Amendment says the government does not have the right to take it away from you. Okay? Now, message here from uh, Roger, and he says, uh, tell the Kimmer the Second Amendment of the thing, a well-regulated... Da, 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 da. Uh, now, he says, when Kimmer asserts that the Second Amendment doesn't confer the right to bear arms, it says the government does not have the right to take them, he is only half right. In the case of uh, Columbia versus Heller, the plaintiff Heller challenged the constitutionality of a D.C. law prohibiting the possession of handguns. 5-4 decision, the court struck down the D.C. handgun ban as a violation of the Second Amendment. The court meticulously detailed the history and tradition of the Second Amendment at the time of the convention, proclaimed that the Second Amendment established an individual right for U.S. citizens to possess firearms. Yeah, that's true, but that's not the that's not what the law says. They said you have an inherent right to have a gun, and then, like I said, the government does not have the right to take it away from you. So I'm right all along. I wasn't half right, I was all right. <laughs> I tried to trick the camera. Anyway, 327, 404-741-1230, 741-1230 on a, a horrible uh, weather day, but we'll, we'll get through this. And uh, what the heck is, I mean, it's January, for, we're kind of allowed. Uh, Jim Jordan uh, says, boy, thank the camera, that guy down in Atlanta, the former talk show host who faded away many years ago. Uh, and Jim Jordan says, we're going to get to the bottom of that whole Fannie Willis, the home wrecker in Fulton County DA's office. Uh, he wants cooperation. The House Judiciary Committee sent the letter to uh, this guy, Wade. Uh, based on reports, we believe you possess documents and information about the coordination of the DA's office and politically motivated investigations and misuse of federal funds. Dated today. Jim Jordan wrote to Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade is the side piece for Fanny the Homewrecker. Little Miss Kinky, little, ooh, I like it when you do that, chick, uh, who's running the, uh, the investigation into the, uh, the persecution of Donald Trump. Well, uh, Ms. Willis has refused to cooperate, uh, Jim Jordan says, with the oversight of our committee, much to the chagrin of the Kimmer and other people in Atlanta. And so uh, we are invo- we're invoicing you submitted for payments by her office, make public as part of this court filing and highlight this collusion. And again, they're going after him. Well, it's about time. And by the way, I still I've, I've been demanding something for the, the Georgia GOP. Where are you? Where's the governor? How come the governor's not going to because says, OK, time to investigate. I mean, it's just right in front of us. It's in your, under your nose. How is it possible that we that the Georgia GOP and our governor's not saying, no, wait a minute, this is way too much. I mean, we, we caught you. This, this is a violation of the RICO acts with this woman. What a scandal. That horny little prosecutor, that, that Trump-hating black supremacist out to persecute Donald Trump. Hell, she had a witch that's in charge of her special uh, investigating <laughs> grand jury. For God's she's sakes. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, and she's been fighting it all the way. I mean, this woman is a disgrace. She ought to be fired, and this whole case ought to be thrown out. And by the way, coming up, uh, uh, Trump making fun of the old fart in the White House, and Hunter Biden says, well, okay, damn it. 3.30 with it. And Flounder's Funny's coming up, too. Uh, Kimber Pete and Flounder, right? Oh, yeah, it's coming.
I'm biting the dust, baby. 336, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Let it rip Friday. Anything goes. I got a little Freddie Mercury here. It was on this day in 2013. The 1974 Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow Freddie drove. Until he died in 1991, it was sold at auction for about nine, almost $100,000 to a Russian businessman. Had 62,000 miles on it. Had a guide price of about $10,000. Had gray leather, wood trim, electric windows, automatic gear shift, car phone and radio cassette player, and a V8 6.75 liter engine. Sold as part of the Koi's auction. Uh, to a Russian guy is 74 Rolls Royce, Freddie Mercury in 2013. Anyway, a quick uh, birthday check here. Let's see. Uh, the amazing Kreskin, psychic entertainer calling himself a mentalist. Kreskin is 89. He's a distant relative of the guy who founded the Kmart chain. <laughs> and he actually used to do he used to do tricks. Now, did they ever say that he was a fake and he had it all stuffed? Pete, I think, didn't you have a story about him sometime? I think he actually could do it. I think there was something... Yeah, I, I don't he know. He was very smart with the the mind games and stuff. Yeah. In fact, we had him on once several years ago, yeah. and he what, he didn't want to talk about what he was doing. Yeah, well, I think we tried to get him to bend a fork or something. I, I don't remember. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, by uh, the way, are you getting the yeah. are you getting the band back together? What do you mean? Uh, says uh, brothers Chris and Rich Robinson, the uh, first new album in 14 years, The Black Crows. Uh, the Black Crows. Well, you know, they kicked new me album. out of the band because I kept screwing up the sign, uh, the, uh, the lyrics to Hey Little Girl. You know, and I don't blame them. It was, uh, it was embarrassing. I mean, I was doing a bass guard, boom, bada bomb, bada boom, bada I, I had my own beat for the bass. I made up myself, and they liked it. But every time I got to the freaking chorus, Hey Little Mama Girl, and I just, uh, I couldn't do it. And they uh, kicked me out of the freaking band. I never got my residuals either, by the way. I have to sue somebody on that. Uh, on this day in history, 1966, I remember this well. Lyndon Johnson, president of the USA, said in his State of the Union address in 66, American troops should stay in Vietnam as long as they are needed to end communist aggression, period. Three months later, I joined the Marines. <laughs> walked out of an English class. <laughs> walked across the, con the, the, the concord. The, uh, what do they call it? They, not a concord. You walk across the common ground of the common of the, of the university uh, campus. Road. Yeah, and uh, went up to the post office, third, second or third floor of the, the post office building, and joined the freaking Marines. Boy, my mother almost had a cow when I told her when I got home. Anyway, um, at 339 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Here's the number, 404 741 3741-1230. And uh, uh, some more breaking news stories. Oh, I mentioned that uh, Jim Jordan has now uh, said uh, thanks to the Kimmer. He's, uh, it snapped him out of it, and he's going to actually call for an investigation of a homewrecker Fanny, the chicken liver uh, black supremacist, Trump-hating, white-hater uh, girl, the uh, Fulton County DA disgrace, and her affair and hiring her uh, side piece, Wade, uh, to uh, do all the work for her for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And by the way, this I love the way this a story describes when they uh, tried to get Nathan Wade to make a comment. Uh, no, the special prosecutor Nathan Wade did not deny having an affair with his boss when he was spotted for the first time since the bomb allegations came to light last night. Wade, who appeared to be openly carrying a handgun, refused to respond but also didn't issue a denial when asked by the Washington Post if he had spent any of the almost $700,000 he earned working on the Trump case to take Fanny at the chicken liver uh, side piece on lavish trips. He refused to answer. And a couple of the lines, I love these lines here. Uh, she hired Wade 
Wade, her alleged secret lover and private attorney with a sometime to oversee the case. Uh, the special prosecutor arrived at his law office outside Atlanta in a silver Audi A8 L.4.2 Quattro, valued at more than $100,000, wearing a trendy cobalt suit. He walked from the luxury car toward the office and declined to comment on the alleged affair. When asked if he would answer any questions, no, he snapped. Moments later, Wade left the building and appeared to be holding a gun in one hand. <sighs> yeah, well, that's... Uh... <laughs> uh, payments made to Wade uh, amounted to an honest services fraud, a federal crime in which a vendor is personally benefiting from an undisclosed conflict of interest. This is a RICO violation. Fanny, the homewrecker that with her side piece, is actually guilty of, of, of federal violations of what she's trying to accuse of Donald Trump and those other 17 guys of. This is unbelievable. And by the way, uh, Fanny, the homewrecker, our, our alley cat of the DA, has now been subpoenaed to testify in her boyfriend's uh, divorce proceedings. <laughs> that ought to be rich. Man, I wonder if we can go. I wonder if that's an open hearing. I, I should go sit in the, in the audience on that one. These freaking scoundrels. What a disgrace. What, what, a, what a scummy, sleazy, underhanded, cheap, tawdry, uh, sexual, kinky disgrace this is. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's unbelievable. And this is, you know, trying to go get the former president of the United States on a RICO charge like he's Al Capone or something. And in the meantime, she's funneling hundreds of thousands of dollars, making her side piece the most, the most highly paid prosecutor in the whole freaking state, even though he has no business being in that part of the, of the, of the legal effort because he has no experience in RICO acts. Oh, I mean, this is unbelievable. This has got to be thrown out. How come she hasn't resigned? How come she hasn't said, okay, I take a leave of absence? Well, pl please, it's Fulton County. It's Reconstruction <laughs> Part 2. Yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, really think about this. If this isn't the, the lead disgrace story of, all, of, of, you know, for the last several years, especially involving Donald Trump, they accuse him of everything. Oh, in fact, we're going to talk about uh, the Hunter business and Mommy, too. Uh, did you say, we, uh, she was on late yesterday. We didn't really talk much about it on the show yesterday, where Dr. Jill, the uh, cuckold queen, uh, was on uh, saying how much vitality her husband has and, oh I see him every day and he's he's got vim and vigor and he's so oh he's just so physically strong and active and so forth and she said it was a it was a disgrace and a scandal the way they're treating Hunter my son he's a boy it's just it's a yeah please the freaking enabler of all time shame on her and by the way, you're dirty, stinking liar. Uh, they, they, nobody's going after Hunter because he was a cocaine addict. We're going after him because he was a criminal using daddy as part of a crime family uh, to raise millions of dollars. My God. <sighs> Talk about should be impeached anyway, uh, 343. Now, Hunter says, incidentally, his lawyer says that he will be there if they issue a new subpoena. He said today, if the House committee issues a new subpoena under duly authorized impeachment inquiry, he will comply for a hearing or deposition. Uh, this lawyer is being a jerk. He said uh, the lawyer claims that uh, there was uh, should be a procedure for a hybrid process, a public deposition hearing with alternating rounds of questions, Republicans and Democrats, with the similar rules like counseling and question is done in a closed-door deposition. This lawyer for Hunter is trying to determine the, the nature of the hearing. He doesn't have the right to do that. 
I mean, it's unbelievable. He claimed he penned a letter saying the initial subpoenas were legally invalid because they were issued before the full House of Representatives voted to formalize the impeachment inquiry. If you issue a new proper subpoena, they're a fully authorized thing. We'll be there, but we'd like certain conditions. I mean, this is unbelievable. Screw you. Kiss my ass. Who the hell do you think you are? I mean, this is the way they, this is how they uh, feel about us. This is the kind of disrespect they give us every stinking day. Unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, it's 344. This is pretty funny. Donald Trump has just come out. I don't even know if there's sound on this. If there is, we'll try to get it for you. But just released. Donald Trump has got a new uh, senior living video uh, thing that's come out uh, just hours after Dr. Jill insisted her husband is an asset for his old age because he's so wise. Uh, a 30-second trolling clip is posted now for, uh, for uh, President Trump on Instagram and Truth Social uh, this morning. Uh, imitating an advertisement for a retirement home depicting the White House as one such facility with President Biden its main recipient. Quote, at White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home, the narrator says as uplifting music plays in the background. The video shows a zoomed-in shot of the White House before it cuts to a video of a dazed-looking Biden looking downward with his mouth slightly open. Our facility is so vibrant, we offer delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite homemade meals. The female narrator says as a shot of Biden at the beach place, followed by a clip of Jill Biden uh, helping her husband put it on his jacket as his sunglasses uh, hang loosely off his head. Oh, I've been eating everything that's been put in front of me, all Italian food. Basically, Biden says next in the clip, pulling a TV interview where Jill is sitting next to him. And ice cream, Jill says, ice cream pointing at her husband. Oh, and ice cream, the president says, chocolate chip ice cream. The video ends with Biden tucking into an ice cream cone and then cutting to another shot of the White House with a retirement home sign plastered across the screen. White House senior living where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> yeah, she says, every day I see Joe and he's traveling around the country. I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion every single day. He's wise. He has wisdom. He has experience. He's a leader on every world stage. He knows history. He's thoughtful. And it's just, you dirty, stinking enabler. She's the one that ought to be charged with treason, yeah. too. She's responsible she's for all of hungry. it. She yeah, should have told hungry. him, give it up, baby. You made it to president. Time to go. From day one, he should have said, this is it. God, scandalous, disgusting, and disgraceful. 346, Kimmer Pete and Flounder. There we go. Monster album and song, this whole deal was. 2005, it was announced that the Strawberry Fields Children's Home, immortalized by the Beatles, was to close down in 2005. The home in Wilton, Liverpool, was made famous when John Lennon wrote Strawberry Fields Forever after playing there as a little boy. And it would be shut down in 2005. Our birthday list here with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? 351. Birthdays, Oliver Platt. 64. He's that great big guy. He was in one of the Fargo uh, series. Remember, he had uh, they had all the uh, religious stuff happening to him, and they were faking it all. But he thought it was God giving him messages. Remember, don't remember that? Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah, in Fargo. Yeah, Fargo. And also, have you been watching Fargo? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I've saved him. In fact, I've, uh, I don't race when they're done. Yeah. Well, what a weird. 
strange series. I mean, I like it, and I like that chick, that little girl who's you know the toughy little the, the little housewife chick. Uh, I don't know where she came from. I've never, I don't think I've ever she's seen English. her. English, yeah, but she's she's, uh, she's a great um, character. I mean, what, her character for her is perfect. Al- Oliver Platt was also uh, the uh, chief of psychiatry on NBC's Chicago Med, and he was also the lawyer on West Wing. Who showed up after a couple of seasons? Uh, so he was—he's been around a lot. You know, Oliver, great big guy. Uh, birthday? Oh, we did birthday. Our uh, history list, history list. Uh, we're going to talk about the Middle East here in a second. And on this day in uh, 1991, Iraq won. Congress authorizes the use of military force to end Iraq's occupation of Kuwait. On this day in 91, it gave all the Kuwaiti oil billionaires a chance to send their lily-livered sons to London and to Paris to hide while others did their work for them and fought the enemy in 1991. Oh, they were so clever to do that. And also, speaking of the Middle East, Tragedy at the holy city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia was during, on this day, uh, 2006, the stoning of the devil ritual over the Jamarat Bridge in the Islamic pilgrimage Almost 400 people were trampled to death when somebody started a stampede in 2006. Anyway, uh, 353-404-741-1230. Conservatives here, we have a little fire from President Stupid Face. Again, somebody should have figured this out before they released his comments. Uh, president showers with daughters under fire from conservatives and people who know stuff after what he wrote as a presidential candidate when he was running in 2020 against Donald Trump. And uh, President uh, Stupid Face condemned Donald Trump for bombing Iran without congressional approval, and this is after uh, last night's bombing of Yemen by the Biden administration. He wrote, let's be clear, Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us into war with Iran without congressional approval, after Trump launched a strike that killed the commander of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard. Soleimani, remember that? Uh, Biden said a president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. As president, he said, I will use military power responsibly. And as a last resort, we will not go back to forever wars in the Middle East. (laughs) Yeah, and last night, they launched a bunch of missiles in Yemen in response to it by the Iran-backed Houthi rebels on ships in the Red Sea. So that's outrage even from the progressive left. He can't do anything right for any. The left hates him, the right hates him, uh, and then they bring up this stuff on social media. Uh, one conservative guy said, oh, it's okay when Biden does it. Now, this aged well. Uh, when you're a Democrat, they let you do all this kind of stuff. Uh, conservatives pointing out that Biden lifted the terrorist designation for the Houthis in Yemen less than a month after he took office in 2021. They used to be designated as a terrorist group, and he said, no, but let's take them off of that. So he, he, got, he took the Houthis out of the terrorist designation. Oh, my God. And, of course, uh, Rashida Tareeb and the other slime bags uh, in, on the Democrat Party are saying Joe Biden dropped bombs on Yemen without congressional approval. They want that congressional approval. Yeah, they moved uh, like 100 uh, precision missiles. And the southern border, about 3 o'clock in the morning, 80 targets, 16 locations, lighting up the night sky in Yemen. Uh, fighter jets from the U.S. and Britain took off with their bombing runs. There was a video of that. Uh, Turkey's president condemned the strikes, uh, saying they're turning the Red Sea into a sea of blood. Hey, you started it, dipped. You know, I'm sick and tired of this crap. You know, don't don't poke the bear unless you expect to get eaten. What's the matter with these people? You think we're just going to let you bomb our um, sailors in the in, in the you know Gulf of anywhere? I mean, you got to be kidding me. What's the matter with you? It's about time you we did something real. Yeah, I mean, what what's the matter with us? 
I don't know. Oh, God. I know what's the matter with me. I got oh. a punch in the face. All right, Flounder, what do you got in there, sir? I used to be a clinical psychologist. Just go with it. I, uh... One day a guy comes into my office. He's like, I man, I need help. I'm a pathological liar. I said, I don't believe you. <laughs> I used to be a pharmacist. <laughs> Go with that one, too. <laughs> I was fired for my unique technique in dispensing medication. One for you, one for me. <laughs> Two for me. I used to work at a health club. <laughs> this one's true. <laughs> they had valet parking. <laughs> Too lazy to you walk can't in walk from, the from your car to the club. <laughs> Perhaps you've made a bad investment. <laughs> Even when you know they're coming, they're still funny. You know, a good joke. Uh, three, that is Mr. Bobby Tessel. Bobby Tessel. There you are. <laughs> uh, three. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, three fifty-seven with the Kimmer Pete and uh, Falounder. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. If you'd like to join us. Four zero four seven four one one two three zero. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There. Oh, have you heard? There's uh, something going around now. We're going to do a lot about two things coming up here. Uh, Gen Z. And being hired and fired and expectations on the job and why people who do hiring are a little, you know, looking at this in kind of askance about the uh, Gen Z people. Also, there's like we have I got three different things coming up here about how you can tell when you're going to die. You can tell when you're going to die. A couple of reasons for it. And then uh, Pete Davis found this story. It actually doesn't matter if you find out when you're going to die, because if you eat food, you're going to die anyway. Apparently, everything we eat is going to kill us. All food. Everything. (laughs) Everything. Everything I have in the fridge (laughs) and in the cupboard is killing me. We have a list for you. (laughs) You'll get the list of things that will kill you. My Hormel's chili. Yeah. Yeah. My my Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah, it's it's all going to kill you. Uh, 358. First of all, uh, this has made uh, social media rounds, apparently. A woman named Sierra Frederick, 22 years old. She's what's called a content creator in Tennessee. She just got out of college. She's 22 years old. And she got hired at a, uh, let's see, uh, she does print, uh, her company she got hired at does print work for a local grocery chain in Tennessee. So she says, I got a job for this company in Henderson, Tennessee. They do all kinds of print ads for all these and super excited. I'm going to be doing graphic design stuff. That's what my major was. Uh, I had five days of training at this job, five shifts at the job. And those five shifts, I probably spent three or four of those days doing nothing. She claimed there were other people on her team who barely gave the young graphic designer anything to do, just watch training videos. She said every day it was like, oh, I don't know what to, what to give you today, so I don't know what to do, show you today. Uh, I walked in, they made me watch videos I've already watched on things they've already trained me on for three hours. 
not being trained anything new, to felt totally useless, spent most of the day staring at her computer doing nothing. She got weary and told her boyfriend she's going to take up the issue in her role with the CEO of the company. And then the next day she walks in, expecting to have a typical boring shift until she saw the CEO at her desk. The CEO is standing there with an envelope and says, uh, uh, in front of the room full of people, uh, we're letting you go, Sierra. Uh, I've been here five days. I didn't learn anything. Well, you're just not working out. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. And off she goes. Well, whoa. Uh, hold on. <laughs> and now you're going to find out why they just don't work out before they even try to work out. Uh, it's a little quick, seems to me. Five days with no trial. Anyway, yeah. four, four o'clock with a Kimber Pete and Flounder coming up. And their excuses too next. Stand by. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Clay. Coming out. It is only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davison, Flounder, and ACDC. 106.3. ACDC played the first date of their Ball Breaker (laughs) World Tour in Greensboro, North Carolina. The tour lasted 11 months. Finished in November 1996 in Christchurch, New Zealand. A little ACDC here, Flounder, if you want Now build it up, baby. ACDC. Yes, dance music. Give it a good beat. Uh, Melanie Chisholm on our birthday list. Mel- Melanie Chisholm is 50, a.k.a. Mel C., a.k.a. Sporty Spice, the Spice Girl. Melanie is 50 years old. And on this day in history, uh, 2013, there was a petition circulating across the country with enough signatures to get Uncle Sam to respond. 
The petition wanted America to actually build a Death Star and super laser like the one in Star Wars movies. The U.S. respond, America does not support blowing up other planets. And the $850 quadrillion price tag is too steep. They actually responded that way to the uh, petition call sign. Uh, 405 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. 404-741-1230. And I'll just update this business on the Gen Z candidates and so forth. Recent college graduate girl, a 22-year-old named Sierra, uh, a major in print and marketing stuff. She got a job for a, a print company, does work for a grocery chain in Tennessee, was on the job five days they, they she saw a couple of movies on training stuff and they said we don't really know what to do how to train you and all of a sudden she comes in the five, six days after she started and the boss sends her an envelope and says well we're gonna have to let you go and she said uh, i didn't learn anything he said you're just not working out thanks for coming in uh, people reacting, you know, not having a, a process schedule is a red flag. If I don't get a schedule for the first week, I know you're mismanaging the business. If they don't have anything for you to do, what the hell's going on? Uh, although somebody said most job, I know this, I don't have any idea about this. Most job training today is figure it out yourself. It's amazing. He wrote 30 years ago, we had trainers. Uh, I literally, every job these days wants you to be pre-trained with five years of experience, design jobs particularly. Yeah, I started a few a new job a few months ago, and, uh, you know, you better have all the training ready to go. So I don't know what's going on out there. But I do know that some Gen Z experts wow. are weighing, weighing in on the whole deal about the Gen Z workforce. In fact, we mentioned uh, Kate was our new intern. Kate is not here today. She was here on Wednesday, I believe. And I mentioned her we were doing some Gen Z stories and that the, the I think the most common thought about Gen Z workers, 18 to 29-ish uh, people, is that they're kind of lazy. Well, uh, the uh, Gen Zers and Millennials complaining about your normal nine to five job. We remember the uh, we had the girl the other day in her car saying she couldn't, she, she just can't handle working nine to five, not making enough money. By the time she gets home, she can't work out. She has to get up early. and has fast food because she can't make dinner. I mean, just complaining about working nine to five. My God, <laughs> I mean, like, I can't. You know, I mean, I, I, can you imagine twenty years ago? Can you imagine going home to your parents and saying, "God, this nine to five is freaking killing me, man." I mean, I, I have to get up. I have to go to work. I, don't have time. I can't believe this 9 to 5 shift is killing me. <laughs> My God. Anyway, the, the uh, employer people are now saying <laughs> and reacting uh, some employers are sparking debate and avoiding hiring Gen Z at all. Uh, about 60% of employers in a survey said they believe these Gen Z workers are unprepared for the workforce. Some experts say the Gen Zers aren't lazy for griping about the job structure. It means they're radically different priorities from the generations before them. Gen Z's not lazy, this expert said, but they're entitled. It is an entitled generation because they have the freedom to make a more broad set of decisions than older generations that have financial obligations. Uh, the senior managing director of a global strategy consulting firm. Data shows younger adults are not getting married, are not having kids at the same rates as before. Uh, they are living at home with their parents. Uh, less than half say they're a member of an organized religion. And because many don't have a mortgage or a family to support, they have financial freedom to make different life choices, and they want their job to accommodate their lifestyle rather than the other way around. Younger generation being more likely to work in a gig economy or change jobs frequently rather than stay in a work environment they don't like, which is very troubling to employers. 
Gen Z is less likely to seek promotions because they don't want to work overtime and have extra responsibilities that can impinge on their lifestyle. These different motivations are fundamentally misunderstood by older employers as to what they're all about. Older and younger generations are more alike than they think, but social media has added to misconceptions and generational conflict. Anyway, uh, again, the, the issue is that they want their job to fit them rather than doing whatever they can to go to work. <laughs> My God. Anyway, uh, and that, that's real. I mean, this, uh, this stuff's really happening. So anyway, there you go. 409. Well, the camera Pete and Well, I'll tell you what, these gender studies uh, corporations are, are, are sweatshops. <laughs> the gender studies corporations are sweatshops? Boy, that's what they went. That's what they went to school for, didn't they? So of course they got a job in gender studies when they got out. I'm sure it's right. They're hiring right down the street. Yeah. In fact, uh, Flounder just said it's a story that's making social media rounds, and I think we might have mentioned this before. And it's back again. A source at Delta Airlines now says that Delta is asking their employees to capitalize the words black and brown. But if you I talk about black people or brown people, but if you say the word white, it has to be in lower case. Uh, uh, one person said, I don't have the answers. I know requesting a Delta Just stop their ass. racism is not strong enough response. There has to be some kind of sophisticated, peaceful response to this. Uh, maybe white people should sue Delta for discrimination. Uh, I mean, uh, so why, why would don't an airline fly. even need to write those words? Race and ethnicity should have nothing to do with flying a freaking plane. Capitalizing colors is stupid and uncalled for. Capitalizing races and not others is indeed blatant racism and meant to be offensive. What a weird thing to do. I'm betting a, a white house, a white person came up with that idea, too. <laughs> is it time to bud like Delta? And once yeah. it's been that way for a while now. I remember this popped up and it's popping up again, and now it's making social media. God help us, has even Delta gone woke? A uh, guy says, I, a girl, I was in a space the other day where white people were being called pale-faced rather than white. Can we just be honest and say this is about white erasure? <laughs> I'd like to hear him explain it. Anyway, just I mean, it's one damn thing after another, I guess. Very bizarre. Uh, for, oh, and here we go. It started, like uh, Pete keeps saying all the time, it starts in our, uh, uh, what do we call it, the um, uh, forced government education camps, uh, public schools. Uh, a Seattle teacher who is the social studies department chairman at the uh, Chief South International High School, a guy named Ian Golosh, says male students are a product of the patriarchy that teaches young boys not to care. This uh, teacher came under fire for lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity and told students that if you identify as straight, it's offensive. A mother from the student in the class said, now wait a minute, uh, she uh, supplied a copy of his social identity wheel worksheet, 10th grade class, it asks students to self-reflect on their identities, on their several identities, including racial, ethnic, gender, socioeconomic, physical, emotional, developmental, sexual orientation. Her 15-year-old son labeled himself straight, and the teacher allegedly told the boy he needed to pick a term that's less offensive than straight. Uh, her son was told if he identifies as straight, he needs to pick a term that's less offensive, completely inappropriate to dictate what terms a student can say about himself. In class. Uh, I mean, and the teacher says, well, I didn't tell them what they had to say. I just tell them what they should say. 
Uh, he's been criticized by everybody. I'm told to rather than converse about the topic and give information, he was told he was a product of patriarchy that teaches young boys not to give a damn. And mom says, you missed an opportunity to teach your kids about current events. Instead, shamed him for being a male. To assume he's being raised in a patriarchal household is very mistaken one. It wasn't the first time this guy's done stuff like this. Last month, parents in his class complained he allegedly gave a student a failing quiz grade after the student answered, only women can get pregnant and only men have a penis. And he got a flunking F. For saying that in class. Oh, this is a Seattle that, teacher. That teacher would be just, he'd be flogged alive <laughs> your, back in my Your day. mother. <laughs> I would have been waiting she, for him outside the school. Been, uh, sunglasses on and just would tear him a new one in front of everyone. She did it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 413 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder on 1063. Happy Friday. I have a, have a ball. Joy to see what's going on. Look out. <laughs> What it is, keeping the crunk. So much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-Double-G. But I somehow, someway keep coming up with my shorty. It's like every single day. They put that ring. Kick a little something for the G's. Yeah, 1995, the Snooper, Snoop Doggy Dog Dog, was charged in Los Angeles with possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. I can't believe it. Isn't he one who just came out and said he smokes like 900 joints a day? Wasn't that Snoop Dogg or was that who was he? There was some. Well, he's yeah, he's was up Snoop there. Dogg. He's up there. Yeah, wasn't that? Was that Flounder? Was it, he, he, Something he, like that. The, the guy who he has he actually paid a guy to roll his joints for him. And the joint roller said, oh, yeah, he's like 60 a day now. He's like four pounds a pot a, a day or some ridiculous. He smokes all day. And he finally said he had to give it up or he was trying to because his kids are. Well, no, it was a marketing scheme. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, and then he's got a new uh, podcast or something. Where he's making new joints. It's a smokeless company. fire pit of some sort. Yeah, that that's he... right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, Snoop Dogg, uh, whatever I said about him, I can't remember now. Uh, the birthday list includes <laughs> Heather Mills McCartney, 58. I'm sorry, uh, 56 years old today. i got to get these eyes gone. Uh, Heather Mills, 56. Paul McCartney's ex, who once appeared on Dancing with the Stars, her dislikes include landmines, reefer, and Stella McCartney. Oh, sorry. That's what this says here anyway. And uh, let's see, a little historical. i got a lot of history notes here. Pete's going to kill me. Uh, let's see. Here we go. 1964, the news that cigarettes caused cancer was spreading all over the place, and it sent cigarette stocks plummeting. In the last couple of years, tobacco makers started experimenting with stuff like filtered tips, and even as my dear late mother smoked for a while, double recess filters, like in, I think it was uh, Benson and Hedges and Parliament, had actual recessed filters that had space between where your mouth went and the actual filter. It had a little cardboard extra on the end of it. The recessed filter. <laughs> Benson and Hedges, I think, had I think Parliament might have had it, too. And Because uh, I used to smoke in their ashtrays. When they were not around, I'd take their butts out of the ashtrays and smoke the last... You know, like two puffs out of them or something, because I was a juvenile delinquent. Anyway, uh, 421, here's the number, 404-741-1230, with Pete Davis well, uh, in the mountains of Macon. Your, your president has done it again. Oh, uh, what now? He visited a coffee shop in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he introduced himself by saying, 
My name's Joe, and I work for government in the Senate. Oh, Lord. He did that again when he as president. He said, "I'm I'm Joe Biden. I'm running for the Senate." Oh Lord! Uh, and again, if you didn't see the interview, I think it was on MSNBC with Dr. Jill, the cuckold queen, where she, I mean, she, this dirty, stinking liar, attacking conservatives for going after the crime family. Is that they were picking on their innocent poor son who's did all he can because he was an addict and it's not fair. You don't care about it. Oh, please. Wipe your tears, honey. Well, what a disgrace. She's the one responsible for all of this. She should have dragged him by the collar after that phony election where you go, go, go back and hide in the basement for the entire campaign to get elected and all the duplicity with the Department of Justice, the federal Gestapo of investigation, all the media, all the social media. We know the fix was in. We've gotten all the, all the evidence is here, all the meetings he had and everything else. And, and then once he won, she should have said, okay, that's it. We got that's it. We, we, we went way above our head here, dear. Uh, and we now you're you made it. You're president. You made it to be president of the United States. Don't do anything stupid and we'll get the hell out of here. And you're going to go down in history as the oldest president and everything's fine. You do. You, you save the country from Donald Trump. You're going to everything's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and now he's been, been the worst president, the most, the second most divisive president we've ever had after uh, Barack Hussein put it at. And uh, probably the I guess he has to be the worst president we've ever had. Uh, worse than Jimmy Carter, uh, who was a great guy and a terrible president. Yeah. Worse than uh, you know, Puttitat was the most destructive president, getting us on the ta- uh, on the trail of uh, of, uh, of of hatred and racism. He 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 did more to divide this country for racism than anyone ever has, including the, uh, uh, the Ulysses S. Grant uh, or anybody else back in the Civil War. For God's sake, I mean seriously. Um, well, and this guy, I mean, what a freaking well, disgrace. Clay and Buck made a good point the other day. They said when they were growing up in the 80s and 90s, that was the post-civil rights era where everybody goes, you know what? We have more in common than we have, you know, differences. Right. And that's how, you know, yeah. we, were, we were being told to, to learn. Yeah. And now when Obama came in there, it was all about, no, get into your little tribe and pit each other against yeah. each other. Pit that's the right. tribes against each other and have them constantly fighting. And now it's, even, it's taken the next step because now everything is a category. If you don't fit a specific category and a demographic, you're out. Well, I'm going to get a black female for the Supreme Court. Gee, uh, you mean you've eliminated everybody else who might be more qualified? Well, yeah, we got to get, you know, a certain category. Uh, we got to have a vice president. It's going to be a girl, hopefully a black one. I mean, it's, it's right there. And it started with Putty Tad, and now everything is divisive. Everything, you know, girls pretend to be boys in the bathrooms in girls' sports. All this happened under his administration. This wasn't a thing 20 years ago. I mean, there was, you know, the freedom, the women's lib movement for burning your bras and stuff. But it wasn't like we demand to have boys on girls' teams. That was never a thing until, you know, Puttitat started this division and President Showers with Daughters made it a part of our culture. Because they're going the wrong freaking way, 425. Oh, by the way, uh, this might be funny. We're going to talk about a legendary actor who is now back saying, holy cow, they're trying to erase me. William Shatner is in the news, and William Shatner is very upset about what's happening to the memory of Captain Kirk. (laughs) And nobody likes it. Uh, Will we ever see Captain Kirk again? I thought you said you might like him if you mellowed a little. Why all the mumbo-jumbo? I don't like to lose. A fat triple. 
<laughs> place of the unknown. I think I owe you a look at it. <laughs> but she outtakes him. Yeah. You've been so concerned about his Vulcan eyes, Doctor. You forgot about his Vulcan ears. Would <laughs> you mind being careful where you throw your rocks, Mr. Spock? <laughs> Grabbing by his Vulcan ears. <laughs> you almost make me believe in miracles. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Well, he's a little ticked off because uh, he believes that Paramount will never bring back his Captain Kirk role for upcoming seasons or franchise spinoffs because they feel threatened by it, by the character. Shatner played uh, James Kirk, James T. Kirk, in the original run of the sci-fi series until the 90s. He told his fans on social media doesn't think he'll ever reprise his role, uh, suggesting the producers are erasing the past. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. That's why he only dated virgins, ladies and gentlemen. It was an incredible... Oh, from the time he was... Yes, it's true. <laughs> and they, apparently it came up... By the way, William Shatner is now 92 years old. And he was musing on the subject when people on X Twitter asked him about his feelings on Paramount making a movie now with actor Patrick Stewart reprising his role in the universe as Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And another one said, will we ever see Captain Kirk? And Shatner says, all you have to do is look at the Paramount graphics to answer that question. There's an image of the studio uh, Star Trek promotional material that includes current characters and iconic ones from the past, but Kirk was not there in the new graphics of the Paramount release. Uh, actor Leonard Nimoy's version of the series icon, Commander Spock, Kirk's closest friend in the series, was featured on the digital poster, driving home Shatner's point. He also said, has anyone at Paramount come out with an official explanation of this massive flub? Another poster featured franchise favorites, but not Shatner's William T. Kirk. Uh, and uh, Shatner captioned the image there saying it's not the first time it's been going on for years. It makes no difference to me that a group would think they're enlightened or whatever they think they are obviously feels threatened by the Kirk character. It's a character from a 1960s TV show. Get over it. <laughs> it shouldn't be that big a deal. He wrote, it doesn't really bother me in the least. A bunch of self-righteous strangers thinking they're sending a message by erasing Captain Kirk from the past. Who's going to forget? It's everywhere. It's so indoctrinated that it'll take many generations to be forgotten no matter what they do. Let it be. And apparently he's really concerned that, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to erase him. I guess I'll go ahead and rip off an well, old they, joke from an old coworker. You remember the old one about uh, his underwear line? Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> he tried to come out with some clothing? <laughs> yeah, but Shatner panties just yeah. wasn't a really yeah, good one. No, it's not going to work at all. <laughs> And here's him doing Rocket Man. Oh, God. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> Till Touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, oh, no. I'm a Rocket Man. <laughs> rocket Man. Burning out his fuse up here alone. Well, at least now you know what that line is, burning up his fuse up here alone. Because you don't hear it in the record. <laughs> what would he say? I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> so 
touchdown brings me around again to find <laughs> I'm not the man they think I am at home. No, 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 no. I'm a rocket man. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. It's 4.30 with William Shatner and the whole rocket Star man. Trek fan. <laughs> Burning out his fuse up here alone. Uh, ladies' choice here at the dinner club. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance uh, with the, the stars up above in your eyes. Kind of jazzy, yeah. Fantabulous night to make romance. That's right, baby. The cover of October yeah. skies. Yeah. With all the leaves if this were in Greenwich Village in 1958, they'd be snapping their fingers. <laughs> cool, Daddy. <laughs> Beating it. Van Morrison, 1993. Old Van failed to turn up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction dinner, making him the first living inductee to say, I'm not coming, I can't, I can't you know, handle this. <laughs> Van Morrison in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was he a Hall of Fame singer? Yeah, absolutely. Really? He's, yes. just, he's not a download artist. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. So, I mean, he's more old school. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, well, he, I remember Brown Eyed Girl, but that's all I, I The only th song I remember of Van Morrison is Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. Into the Mystic Moon Dance, this one. I don't know what that. I never. I don't. If I've heard this one, I don't. I mean, was this a major hit? Yes. Enough, well, was it? God. Well, I don't. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know why I don't know that. Was this? Is this guy from the eighties? I guess he's Irish. Eighties. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seventies. Seventies. Yeah. Well, I don't. I missed 60s him. Sixties and seventies. I mean, I, I, again, a Brown Eyed Girl was a song I would always. If it was on the radio, I always listened to it, sang along. I liked it. But I, honestly, I didn't know he He's was He's got a, a great version thing. of Baby, Please Don't Go. He's got a song called Days Like This, Into the Mystic. I mean, he's got huh. a bunch of... Well, again, I, I appreciate that because I didn't know, and I'm glad he gets his, uh, his the, due. The ladies like Into the Mystic. When I used to go to the Highland Tap all the time, that was on the jukebox, and they played that constantly. Oh, oh constantly. so you go over there and kind of sway to the music with them while they're dancing. Uh, hey, hey, baby. Uh, no uh, one's my, dancing. My car's right outside there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Four thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that your line? that's my dream. Yeah, that's your line. Yeah, my car's right you know, my outside. Car's right uh, outside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right well, why don't you go get in it then, Mister? Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is into the mystic. <laughs> okay, Van Morrison, right here. Into the mystic, right here on the radio. Comes here right, starts very silently. So, yeah. Oh, it's in double uh, earphones. Oh my God, it's in on each side of my ear headsets like the old stereo. Oh, I love this. The treble on the left and the bass on the right. We were born before the wind. I've never heard this song. Wow. Great song. Never heard this song. Also younger than the sun. They never played it on the radio, I'm telling you. Yeah, the Bonnie boat was one. And we sail into the mystic. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. In, in the 70s, there was no talk radio. If I was in my car in the 70s, like you guys, you were listening to music. There was, I mean, there was no news talk. You were listening to music. And I, so I listened to music every hour I was in the car my entire life growing up, and I've never heard this song. <laughs> I had no idea why that he was as big as he is. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. How could I possibly have never heard this song? When I've always listened to nothing but music on the radio. Nice. I like it. Nice song. I will be coming home. And the chicks like this one? Is that the deal? It's kind of a... Oh, oh yeah. I'll be coming home to be with you, baby, kind of deal. Ah, uh, uh, yes. My car's right outside. Well, you know, I my car's uh, right there in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. 
Well, I, I saw a pickup line the other day. A Hooters girl came up to the guy, and the guy was filming it. And she goes, okay, this is the fourth chance. Your, your fourth chance. Last time to hit me with the line because I'm leaving soon. I'm off in 15 minutes. And he says, well, why don't you come on with me then? She goes, no, I can't. I got too much homework tonight. He goes, well, I hear you got bad grades. This D won't kill you. <laughs> Might and make it you itch for the rest of your life. How <laughs> it worked. And she went it with it. Worked. Them. I'll be dead. Yeah. Well, those high school girls. <laughs> she had too much homework, so she went home College. with the last guy. College. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, 437 with the Kimmer Pete and the Philander on this day in history. 1943, World War II going on, just part of being patriotic from now on. On this day in 43, the U.S. government said no more frankfurters, no hot dogs, no wieners. The Office of Price Administration, which was actually a thing, that office said from now on they're called victory sausages. That's part of the effort to have a patriotic <laughs> feet. That's true. Well, you know, back then, uh, it, it worked. You know, it's uh, anyway. Remember, hell, remember during uh, Iraq War, wasn't it a Freedom Fries instead of French Fries? Yeah. Uh, for a very short while. There. Was that after 9 yeah, 11? Sure. I don't remember when it was Freedom Fries for a while. Uh, anyway, that's okay. Okay, four, uh, 438, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Oh, by the way, uh, coming up, we're gonna, I, I've got a couple things. I can't believe this. You can predict when you're going to die. And they say it's pretty accurate by looking at your face. We'll talk about that in a second. No, seriously. Well, Your face is me. killing me. Yeah, I wish I'd get it, hurry up and get it over with. You know? uh, but, but, but it doesn't matter because apparently if you eat, you're going to die anyway. Almost from anything you eat. Here's the deal. Uh, there, uh, Consumer Reports tested 85 everyday items to find if they had uh, a uh, well, they're called PFAS, PFAS chemicals. We'll call it, for our purposes here, forever chemicals. They're chemicals that are found in almost everything. They did a sample size as broad as possible. They tested water, soda, cereal, bread, meat, fish, condiments, desserts, even baby food, testing for what are called forever chemicals. Uh, their actual name is... Uh, philate, uh, philate, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. Careful, be careful. Philates, <laughs> uh, philates, philolates, something like that. Uh, bisphenols, bis, bisphenols. Anyway, we'll call them forever chemicals, okay? They tested 85 different products. These are chemicals that don't break down in your body, so they can cause all kinds of stuff. A study this week has already found water bottles contain a quarter of a million pieces of these microscopic plastics as it is. The product with the highest amount of these forever chemicals per serving was Annie's Canned Organic Cheesy Ravioli. Uh, exposure to these things has been linked to asthma, ADHD, breast cancer, obesity, type 2 diabetes. They have a series of birth issues as well, including low IQ, behavior issues, autism, uh, altered reproductive development, and male fertility issues. They've been linked to brain damage, issues in the prostates of fetuses, infants, and children. Impacting behavior and increasing blood pressure have been associated with diabetes and heart disease. And they're everywhere. Uh, they started using these chemicals in the 20th century in virtually every manufacturing industry, from food packaging to kitchenware and clothing. 
For the Consumer Report, they tested uh, uh, sp- products into 11 categories. Beverages, canned beans, condiments, dairy, fast food, grains, infant food, meat, poultry, packaged fruits, vegetables, prepared meals, and seafood. In the beverage category, canned lemon iced tea had the highest levels of badness. Coca-Cola's original canned soda, Lipton's Diet Green Tea, citrus in plastic bottles, and Poland Springs 100% natural spring water in plastic bottles are the top bad plastic chemical things. Four products tested in canned bean category. Hormel's Chili Canned Chili with Beans, top spot. Uh, Bush's Canned Chili Red Beans, Walmart's Baked Beans, and Bush's Baked Beans rounded out the category of the canned beans category for bad forever chemicals. In the condiment space, Mrs. Butterworth's original syrup in the plastic container had the highest. Hunt's tomato ketchup and Sweet Baby Ray's original barbecue sauce are next. (laughs) Fairlife's Core Power High Protein Milkshake. Among the top dairy products tested in the fast food category, Wendy's menu items and McDonald's french fries and a Chipotle burrito and Pizza Hut cheese pizza. Uh, Taking the top spot with uh, most of the nanograms, Wendy's crispy chicken nuggets served in a cardboard container. Second place goes to Moe's Southwest Grill chicken burrito wrapped in tinfoil. Chipotle's chicken burrito wrapped in tinfoil and Burger King's Whopper with cheese are next. Then Burger King's chicken nuggets served in a paper bag. Among the grains investigated, General Mills original Cheerios was the highest of the worst. Old-fashioned original Cheerios, number one among grains for forever chemicals. Uh, Infant food category. Gerber's Mealtime for Baby Harvest Turkey Dinner. A close second, Similac's Canned Advanced Infant Milk Formula. Uh, The nine meat and poultry products. Number one, Purdue's Ground Chicken Breast. Uh, Let's see, in the fruit juice category, Del Monte's Canned Sliced Peaches, number one. Uh, Let's see, in the uh, packaged fruits and vegetables category, another Del Monte product with a company's fresh-cut Italian canned green beans. Uh, For prepared meals categories, Annie's Organic Cheesy Ravioli. (laughs) And in the category seafood, Chicken of the Sea canned skinless, boneless, pink salmon in water. For seafood, had the worst. 85 categories of things, and basically 99% of them had stuff that's going to kill you or make you worse for living. ADHD, breast cancer, obesity, asthma, brain damage, <laughs> fertility problems. Right. Holy smoke. Okay. Upton Sinclair got the, uh, he was an activist and writer. He got the Pure Food and Drug Act passed and the Meat Inspection Act passed in 1906. It re- it's called The Jungle, right. the book that he wrote. Yep, that's showing right. how what we were eating. Slaughterhouses and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Here we're over 100 years later. The same thing has to happen now because you cannot keep force-feeding this from babies to geriatrics, this poisonous food that is in every grocery store and every restaurant and every fast food thing, and the corporations making billions getting away with this, and they're killing us. And again, the, the original reason was, again, my dad working at GE used to say uh, back when they discovered that these uh, uh, floral carbons were bad for life, he said nobody knew that in, the, in 1949 or 57. And we used to dump chemicals in the streams. We, nobody knew that it was they were just going to be washed away and everything would be fine until they found out. Well, this is the same thing. You know, these were originally put in there to help the manufacturing and get the goods on the market and make them last longer and be, uh, you know, more durable in their pa- packaging. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a good reason for it at the beginning, but now we know stuff. So it's time to maybe rethink a couple of things, you know, from 100 years ago, for crying out loud. We really haven't kept up to date. I right, hold on. It's quarter five already. Uh, holy crap, it's Sports is coming up, but also uh, we got uh, we got a Pete game and uh, Pete's tweets, uh, all kinds of good stuff coming up next with the Kipper Pete and Flounder. It's quarter of five on one oh six three, and also how you can tell you're going to die and when. Do you want to know? <laughs> I do. I do. I want to get one of these things to find out. I want to find out. <laughs> okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right, look out. Here we go. 450, 10 before 5. And it's only me. It's only the camera with Pete Davidson, Flounder, and the police. It was 1977. The police had their first rehearsal held at their drummer, Stuart Copeland's flat in London with Henry or Henri Padovani on guitar. The police, 1977. Their first rehearsal. That's kind of cool. Overfield, please, here. Sure, fun. I don't know this song, but I know the police. This is Synchronicity. Aha. I like the other one, the famous one they had. About Every Breath You Take. Yeah, that Roxanne. was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like police. Rock. I didn't like that one so much. Kind of screamy. Uh, but I did like Every Breath You Take. And so, that was... so wait a minute. Yeah. What? Almost hourly, you kind of complain about <laughs> the, the voice is not doing anything. I know. And he is one guy where his voice... Definitely hits all pitches. Oh no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I I like him. I just don't like that Roxanne because it's, it, it's, it's like yelling. I don't like I don't like kind of yell screaming uh, for my songs. I like to, I like the pretty happy songs that I can sing to as I'm driving along in my car. You know, like my girlfriend Christine, my car talk calling me baby. I have my I have eight uh, Fleetwood Mac songs. I have them thanks to Flounder, my magic music stick, and five of them I play over and over because they uh, she calls me baby in them. And so that's what I do. The other three I play just because they're nice. Hey, buddy, my car's right off the road. <laughs> hey, mister, you know, <laughs> you like fast cars? <laughs> Oh my God, 452. Our birthday is Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Shut up. Our birthday list includes uh, Jeff Bezos. The Amazon Obenfuhrer is 60 today, and he's got what you call it? The Obenfuhrer. Obergruppenfuhrer. Obergruppenfuhrer. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, Jeff Bezos is 60, and on this day in history, it was in 1998. 
Linda Tripp turned over boxes of secretly recorded audio tapes of her conversations with Monica Lewinsky, the White House intern. And what a time it was after that. Holy cow. In fact, I saw that series again was pre-played about the Clinton years concerning Monica Lewinsky. And they had, I mean, it was really amazing, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff of what the FBI did and how they, uh, they basically kidnapped Monica Lewinsky. Wouldn't let her see her parents. Held her in a hotel room. I mean, what they. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, anyway, it was uh, started in 1998 when she turned over the tapes, and then two years later, same day, different case. The Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, gave police officers broad powers. It was a five to four ruling, allowing police to stop and question people who run when they see the cops. And the court said five to four. That's enough of an indication that there may be some reason you ought to go check them out. So you have uh, much more broad powers to investigate people when they run away from you. Uh, 454, how's it going? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Holy crap, of sports coming up a little bit later. We'll update you on all the newsy stuff going on here. Uh, but first of all, this is bizarre. <clears throat> and we have a Pete game coming up here, too, I think, any second. Uh, Pete's tweets as well. Uh, whenever you want to do that, let me know. First of all, this is, this is terrifying. At the computer, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, there's a product now which is basically a 21-inch vertical tablet with a camera, and it can track 100 health parameters by scanning the blood flow under the surface of your face. You look into this thing, which is being shown at the Consumer Electronics Show. It'll detect everything from high blood pressure, fever symptoms, depression, a mental health risk, a 10-year stroke risk, facial skin age, and it can also warn you if it thinks you're about to die. This is something you look into, like a mirror with a camera, and it's ideal, they say, for clinics, elderly care homes. Uh, will help people get advance warning for proactive medical attention they may need. It's, it's, it's done by the Anura Magna, Magnic Mirror. <coughs> Sorry. The Anura Magic Mirror by Neurologics. It's a powerful internal optical sensor which pools data for a cloud-based algorithm to analyze. It's patented technology. The technology records changes in blood volume within the tiny microvascular capillaries of your face. They send it to this AI platform, uses advanced signal processing, machine learning AI algorithms, calculates over 100 health parameters. Uh, does not use facial recognition technology, only blood flow data. It records uh, your, creates your reflection, and uh, regardless, the, uh, the people at Mike is saying, anticipate the magic mirror will start out as a product for business clients, installed in places like gyms or pharmacies, clinic waiting rooms, even construction sites where fast health assessments can mean life or death. One reporter viewed the damn thing at the uh, consumer show and said it highlights the highlights included the mirror telling me my facial skin age is seven years older than I actually am. It also told me I need to work on reducing my mental stress. Even the company's PR copy seems to acknowledge the magic mirror's unsparing grim commentary is like the queen's magic mirror in Snow White. 
and part of their long-term commercial appeal, and they have a PR thing going on that says, mirror, mirror on the wall, their press release says, who is the healthiest of us all? Now, this magic mirror thing on Neurologics is not available for retail, but is for investigational use only. And the performance characteristics of this product have not yet been established. Hmm. But they claim they can tell a hundred different things, including the risk of you having a stroke in the next 10 years, whether you're depressed, whether you're about to die. Advanced warning for what's going on in your body based on what they see under your skin of your face. Mirror, mirror on the wall. When will the camera finally fall? <laughs> I, I'd do it. I, I would, no way I'd do it. Well, I'm at the stage now where, you know, I honestly, you know, I, and by the way, I feel great. In fact, I got my new, my ear rockets just got checked. And by, that's I have a headache in my left eye, and I can tell it's coming oh. from, because, well, what happened, the girl told me that think, what's going to happen is these uh, uh, ear rockets are so technologically advanced these days that when they program them through the computer in, in like, Texas or someplace over the phone, um, that they, they, they change themselves over the, she said, the next several days. You're going to feel different things happening in your in your ear rockets because they're accommodating themselves to you. So with my uh, with my apps and all this kind of stuff. So but I, and I can kind of feel that it's definitely different. I'm getting different levels of sound in my head, and it makes a difference in <laughs> my uh, uh, conscious uh, happy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, what, I don't uh, know uh, anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you sure they didn't implant something in your They might have. Noggin? And, and by the way, you know what I always thought I feared? And I'll bet they do this. I'm probably wrong. I always feared that when they when they program these things, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're, put, they're doing a computer, and you can feel the things going on in these little plastic things behind my ears, okay? But I don't know what they're putting in there. And I always had the awful feeling that if I was, like, watching, a, you know, like, girlkiss.com or something and reacting to something, I was always afraid that they had some kind of magic link where they would be able to monitor what I'm saying in my headphones, that they would put it some kind of an AI link so they could monitor anybody who goes into the headphone place. They can monitor what you're saying out loud because they can monitor what's going on in your headphones. Boy, talk about an invasion of privacy. Could you imagine if a company can know what you say because they can hear it in your headphones that they link to their AI computer? Yep. Kemmer, how many times have you said something in front of this little device right here I, I, and you I started know. getting ads for it? That's right. Yeah. And by the way, every every ad I get, whether it's for bedroom furniture or pharmacies, the girl doing the ad is barefoot. Every Everyone is, is barefoot. I'm not making that yeah, up. You, you could, it could be a car commercial. You want. <laughs> coming, coming up on 5 o'clock <laughs> with a giver. <laughs> feet and flounder. And old Mr. Fetish, too, is apparently in the area. <laughs> oh, my God. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. together, ladies. Left shoulder, right up blank. Ready on your dog, target. Road guards out. And it's only me. It's only the giver with Pete Davis and Flounder and a phone call from Scott coming up. Also, we have Holy Crap at Sports. We got Pete's tweets. We got Flounder's funnies. We got all kinds of good stuff. We got the latest on the stinking news. We got the latest on how finally Congressman Jim Jordan says, I got to thank that Kimmer, that guy down in Atlanta, used to be a a radio guy uh, for suggesting that they investigate the damn uh, Fanny Chicken Liver, the homewrecker, uh, disgrace of Fulton County. Old kinky uh, side piece girl uh, putting her boyfriend on the payroll. Uh, she ought to be. She ought to be. She ought to be. Uh, she ought to be uh, fired. She ought to resign. I mean, this is corruption. This is personal uh, corruption. For a guy who wasn't qualified, he had no business being on her task force to investigate Trump. Anyway, we'll get to it. Uh, we got a million things coming up. We got a lot of stuff and having some fun here with good things and happiness. Uh, and uh, some good news to begin this portion of the Kimmer program with Pete and Flounder. I think the Taylor Swift and Travis uh, sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. W-E-D-D-I-N-G. I I think think you're the only one that cares. (laughs) Well, we have to. Again, I, you know, I had, in fact, well, now just a minute. I had a little conversation when I. (laughs) I'll play this any chance I get, man. We've established this fact three times today. Once an hour. No wonder I can't get a girlfriend. You know, I guess they think I'm just too gay. You exude it. I had a conversation with my little granddaughter, Molly, who, by the way, is a ball buster. She is a hot little girl. I mean, she's she's beautiful. She, I, I keep telling Sarah and Dan, you've got to get an, a model agency to, to look at this girl. She is just beautiful. I put videos on her all the time on Facebook. I mean, she's just a stunning child, and she's funny and happy and as smart as a whip, a great personality. She does, yeah, in fact, when I was there, I, I came into the living room, got downstairs in the living room, and she's sitting there with a bunch of yarn and these two needles, and she's doing stuff. And I said, I said, I said, wow, what are you doing? She, I, she said, crocheting. And she's nine. And I said, I said, how in the world did you learn how to crochet? And she said, oh, I just looked it up on the Internet. She taught herself to crochet on, the, on her iPad. 
I mean, she's she's unbelievable. She's she's a daredevil. She's a ball buster. She's she's as, as tough as a rock, uh, and she's the sweetest little girl. She loves Taylor Swift. She loves Barbie. Uh, in fact, I bought her two uh, Barbie doll thing, uh, uh, the Barbie movie, a, 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 a blanket, and uh, I think it was a, a sweater uh, from Barbie because she's such a little girl. She loves pink. She loves purple. She loves little girl things. She's real girly, and she's a jock. I mean, it's, uh, she's just a special kid. And when I was uh, when I was talking to her when I gave her those two items. I gave her two Barbie things, Barbie movie things for, uh, for Christmas, and I had a conversation with her, and I said, sweetie, let me tell you something. I said, the reason I'm giving this to you, even though my friends make fun of me, I told them about you guys making fun of me, because I I, I'm so happy about Taylor Swift. I gave her, it wasn't a Barbie, I'm sorry, it wasn't a Barbie thing. She went to the Barbie movie with, with her mother, my daughter, Sarah. I gave her two Taylor Swift things, a Taylor Swift blanket and a Taylor Swift uh, sweatshirt. And I said to her, I said, I, I really am getting a big thrill out of giving these things to you, and I'm going to tell you why. My buddies make fun of me because I think it's so important for Taylor Swift, who has been an entertainer her entire life. She's been a businesswoman since she was 15, and she's had boyfriends that she's had to kind of hide, and she hasn't been free to be herself and so forth. And I'm telling Molly, my 9-year-old uh, granddaughter, and I said, I am so happy with her that she has the power, and she has finally uh, decided to herself to be herself and be a girl and be happy and be, uh, you know, in, in love and be romantic and do the things that girls and guys do. And I said, she's, she's not, uh, finally able to be herself, and I'm so happy for her. And, so, and I'm happy the same way I'm happy for you to be your, You're such a special person to be yourself and be happy about it. And I said, I just keep going. You've, you've got a great life ahead of you. And, it's, uh, and so I hope you enjoy these two Taylor Swift things, reminding you to be yourself and you have all the power you want. And, and I actually talked about that in Taylor Swift. Well, now the story today is that the insiders are saying there's buzz around the Taylor Swift camp with her beau, Travis Kelsey, the football star. Rumors are they're going to get engaged this summer. There were rumors they were going to uh, have uh, Kelsey pop the question over the winter holidays, but they apparently don't want it to seem like there was a rushed kind of insanity, unquote, from an insider, one of the people in their camp. One source says he won't go down, he will not go down on one knee on Valentine's Day for the same reason. It would seem like it's rushed and planned and stuff like that. Tra uh, Taylor and Travis have discussed it about their engagement, and there is a plan. The buzz is they will get engaged on their one-year anniversary in July. They started seeing each other in the last summer after they, uh, Kelsey apparently talked on his podcast about trying and failing to give Taylor Swift his phone number at her concert. She heard about it and, gave, and they hooked up after that and they started hanging out last summer. It was not this fall during the football game. It was way uh, long ago last summer. And apparently on their anniversary, for the same reason, he's going to go down on one knee in July and ask her to marry him. So I think that's cool. And I hope it's true, and I'd love to uh, hear about it. And I just, I just get a big uh, tingle out of this because I think it's happy. I think, I think, if I can only live high, uh, vicariously for a love happiness, by God, I'm going to do it with Taylor Swift and a football player, if need be. Five oh nine. Is there a phone call action? No. Should we go this year, Flounder or Pete? What do you want to do? Phone uh, yes, a phone call which uh, says Scott. Hey Scott, you're on the radio. Happy Friday, man. What's going on? Hey, buddy, how are you? We're so doing great. You're, you're, you're talking about all this crazy uh, uh, computer death stuff. Uh, one of my heroes, Clint Eastwood, he's right at 94 years old. Yeah. He, 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 I got this from a close friend four years ago. Uh, it's called My Twilight Years at 90. 
If you realize each day is a gift, you may be near my age. As I enjoy my twilight years, I am often struck by the inevitability that the party must end. There will come a clear, cold morning when there isn't any more. No more hugs, no more special moments to celebrate together, no more phone calls, just to chat. It seems to me that one of the important things to do before that morning come is to let everyone in your family and friends know that you care for them by finding simple ways to let them know your heartfelt beliefs and the guiding principles of your life. Just so they can say, he was my friend and I know where he stood. So, just in case I'm gone tomorrow, please know this. I voted against Biden, that incompetent, lying, flip-flopping, insincere, double-talking, racial, socialist, terrorist, excusing, bleeding-heart, narcissistic, scientific, and economic moron that spent eight years in the White House with Obama trying to destroy our wonderful country and turn it into a Muslim-loving, socialist crap hole like he came from, and I don't mean Hawaii. Participating in a gun buyback program because you think criminals have too many guns is like having you, yourself castrated because you think your neighbors have too many kids. Regards, Clint. Make my day. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know, I mean, and, and what is he, 94 years old, and you wrote that when he was 90? Yeah, he wrote that for you. I got, I got this from a close friend. I've been fortunate enough to do three pictures with him. I got this back in September of 2020. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean you did three pictures with him? I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the film industry. You did three and pictures he, with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Oh and, my God! Well, wait, yeah. you buried the lead. Holy crap! This is unbelievable. You guy did three movie pictures with Clint Eastwood, and you're reading a letter. Yeah. My God! Oh, tell us this story. What a great! I mean, what an what an incredible bucket list uh, career thing that had to be. Well, I mean, he's one of the last real Americans, and he's a hardcore Republican. What what more can I say? Wow. Now, and now, so what was he like? I mean, was he, I, I went to his inn. I didn't meet him, but I've been to the Hog Breaths Inn and in Carmel, I guess it was, in California, and have this shirt and all that kind of stuff. But what was he like? I mean, did you get to, to, to mess with him, talk with him, and be with him, well, or what? He, he, eats, he eats lunch with us, and he sits down, and, he, you know, he's a regular guy, but he's he's so friggin' busy, you know? I mean, most of the time he's directing and acting, but, uh, and every, and all of his people that are, directly related to him around him he's been working him for 40 plus years so it's you know he's 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 one of the last real Americans left. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a man, all right. I mean, the guy's a man, you know. And, and and I think back of his career and all the movie stuff, but you know, he's a he's a guy. Well, I, that's what a great story, Scott. I'm really happy for him. what a, what a, a tremendous experience you've had as a working man working with a guy like Clint Eastwood. And that letter was fantastic. We I appreciate you reading it. And thanks for being with us, man. I hope you have a great well, weekend. You know, Last time I read it, it really choked me up, and I didn't. I thought I could get through it, but it it nearly choked me up again. Him and my dad are both the exact same age. So, wow, outstanding! Born in 1930. Wow, outstanding! Thank you, Scott. Semper Fi, my friend. God bless America. Appreciate the story and the tale of Clint Eastwood. Working with him on three movie. Wow. A five fourteen. Pete Davis next. Uh, the camera. Pete and Flounder. Look out! Here we go.
a story again about Tug of the Morning Bastard saying why he needs a safe word all of a sudden. That might have been misunderstood there. Uh, it's 520. How you doing? Kevin Pete and Flounder. I have two historical sports mementos and a birthday coming up. But first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. It's official. White smoke has been seen coming out of Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa. Oh. A new pope has been named to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Ah. It is Washington Huskies head coach Kalen DeBoer and Bama paying a $12 million payoff buyout to Ooh. UW to get him. Wow. Well, that's nothing. That's yeah, pocket for change them, I for guess him. so, yeah. He's a very good coach at Fresno State, then Washington, but he has no ties to the South or SEC that I can see. So we'll see how recruiting goes. The last time the Crimson Tide hired a coach from the Pacific Northwest, Mike Price of Washington State, he never coached a game after being <laughs> caught in a sordid episode at a Florida uh, Panhandle motel oh where a woman charged a thousand bucks to his room. Oh. This after he had been reprimanded for drinking to the early hours in Tuscaloosa bars. <laughs> He's having a good time with well, it. I thought they fired him. I, he got screwed. I always thought. But anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know if DeBoer is the Tide's first choice. But after Dan Lanning said he was going to stay in Oregon, which I don't understand that, Steve Sarkeesian at Tech, Mike Norvell at FSU both got big contract extensions because of this. Yeah. So they played this for all it was worth. Yeah. And people were starting to you know worry about what's going on here. It's like the Auburn search is dragging on and on. But seriously, it had only been like 48 hours. I mean, I think people were just getting a little worried yeah. that they'd be down to an assistant or something like that. It's interesting. They didn't even think about any of his assistants, it seemed, as Saban's assistant, like to keep it going, yeah. you know, I the thought, culture and everything. I thought that one of the first things I read was that they probably would not go for, you know, some other uh, coach somewhere else instead go, go with the program because they're right there in a continuation and Saban would be right there. And, well, well, I don't know. Well, uh, it's and, Alabama. Maybe their ego got the better of them. They think, yeah. no, we have to have a, a, yeah. a well-known name, yeah. even though DeBoer is not a huge name, but he's a very good coach. Now, you were freaking out because your old Miss coach, Lane yeah. Kiff, uh, uh, Kiffin, was you know, theoretically one of the top guys on the list. Now, do you know yeah. whether he was contacted or no. he had no interest? He or was, not, not no. Do we know? He is named by every lazy sports writer at every job, everywhere from here to Manchester United. Every yeah. time something opens up, Lane Kiffin's name is thrown out there, mainly by people like Pete Thamel, who are lazy. Yeah. And they just get the same list, and they put the same list out every time. So I just want to say on behalf of all Ole Miss fans, to all the lazy sports writers <laughs> out there, get bent. <laughs> and it says to me, if he does leave, he'll go to – he doesn't want to be the guy who follows Saban. He'll right. be the guy who follows the guy who follows yeah. Saban. Yeah. Or I think he really, if he goes, he, he wants an NFL gig, a second shot at the uh, NFL, the big time, if if he uh, leaves Ole Miss. What about so the we'll Falcons see. for Lane Kiffin? Oh, hell no. He ain't stupid. Uh, <laughs> now, like a losing organization, a pathetic organization like the Falcons. I mean, please. Wow. wow. Why would you throw away? But you know what? If, if they'd hire him, yeah. that'd be a hell of a hire. It'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I, the offense would be fun. That, well, there's still a chance. I'll tell you, the NFL, there's still a chance. Yeah, we can find that. Yeah. Uh, breaking news around here this morning, the Braves locked up their most valuable asset to a long-term deal. And you know what? The guy can't field, hit, or pitch worth a lick. Oh, no. Where'd they get? they've given him millions of dollars. Oh, I can't believe it. It's okay. It's president of baseball operations, Alex Anthopoulos. Oh, And well, he is well. uh, signing a contract 
extension through 2031. Oh, boy. Been with the team since 2017. It's the best organization in Major League Baseball as opposed to the Falcons well, in football. Yeah, yeah. The Bravos have won the NL East all six season that Alex has been running the show. Of course, the World Series in 2021. So thank God Alex Anthopoulos will still be. See, that's how you run a franchise. Yeah. That's, yeah. How, that's how you run a, a team. Yeah. That's just my opinion. We welcome yeah. I wish we could have gotten one of those Japanese fireballers, though, you know, instead of locking mm. them all up. In New York. And then the, the Mets got one, too, didn't they? I think the Mets no, got, got one got of those somebody. guys, and uh, L.A. got two of them. Jeez. The Braves kind of got burned by a guy. I can't even remember his name several years ago, and he turned out to be not all that great. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I and most that. of them, when they come here, they either want to stay on the West Coast or they want to play in New York. Yeah. And the, but they signed the, the Cubs just got a guy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, that's what it was. Yeah, it was are. the Cubs, not, not the Mets. Cubs. It, was, it was the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. In other Braves news, John Heyman of the MLB Network reporting veteran infielder Charlie Culberson is trying to start a second career as a reliever. Hmm. Charlie will be at the Braves minors camp as a pitcher, has a lifetime 1.23 earned run average in over seven innings in mop-up spots over the years. <laughs> has scouting report, great guy, super athletic, throws strikes and has arm strength, has a shot. And he is a great guy. Would love to see him get a spot. And Charlie's only 34. So cool. There's still a chance. Maybe throw a knuckleball. Limke, I tell you, Mark Limke had a hell of a knuckleball yeah. and yeah. tried to come back as a knuckleball pitcher. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Despite all the rumors about the Falcons going after Bill Belligerent as their new head coach, mm. they've also asked permission to interview other candidates like Ravens D.C. Mike McDonald, 49ers D.C. Steve Wilkes, Lions D.C. Aaron Glenn. I like that guy. Rams D.C. and former Falcons interim head coach Raheem Morris. Please, no. Mm. Bengals OC Brian Callahan, heir to the Callahan Brake Company. So they, have, they oh, make really? ba breaks there. Yeah, from Tommy Boy, the movie. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. What'd you do to your uh, door? What? <laughs> what, what, what'd what you happened do? to your door? <laughs> what'd you do? Uh, fat guy in a little coat. Anyway. Lions OC Ben Johnson, Texans OC Bobby Slowick, and Baltimore assistant head coach Anthony Weaver. I love to see the Falcons looking at young men from winning organizations. Every one of them comes from a, a place that's been winning yeah. in the last few years. Uh, SI.com still predicting the Falcons will choose Belichick, even though there's rumors out there that he does not want to come to Atlanta. Yeah, so, I don't blame him. Uh, the, I don't either. The Patriots hired from within, hiring former linebacker and linebackers coach Gerard Mayo. He was not a unanimous choice. Several NFL pundits said, hold the Mayo. Uh oh, hire. Ooh. I'm kind of surprised I they didn't get the, their former linebacker. Vrabel, was it? Uh, wasn't he their uh, big shot guy for years, right? Yeah, but no, he didn't want him. Huh. By the way, I am now the 23,392nd sportscaster to make the hold the mayo joke. Oh, so well, it's, uh, it still works, so it's still good. It's still good. It, it does still <laughs> good. The crying has already begun by some fans about the extreme weather in Kansas City tomorrow night for the Chiefs hosting the Dolphins game. The temperature will be 5 degrees Wind chill to minus 10 or 20 and maybe even 30 ah. by game's end. So the weather wussies of the generations that came after us, a game should be moved or delayed. It's just Nonsense. irresponsible to do this. Nah. One generation idiot fan said, this is an example of old people making stupid decisions. Uh, those old people, their stupid decisions are what made the NFL the powerhouse it is today. So plop your butt on the sofa, suck on your Bud Light, and shut the fudge up so the rest of us can enjoy a man's game. That was close. Very close. Yeah, real close. Jumped, jumped. <laughs> Flounder's so close. jumping up and down here going, where's the button, where's the button? <laughs> 
I joked the other day about former Falcons player Deion Sanders being the Falcons' next head coach. It was a joke. No. But ESPN loudmouth Stephen A. Smith says Coach Prime would be a perfect replacement for retired Bama head coach Nick Saban. He said that this morning, I believe. Oh, come on. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know they allowed day drinking at ESPN. Uh. So, of course, Deion has long and strong ties with the state of Alabama, why he's flown over the heart of Dixie several (laughs) times, I understand. Stephen A.'s arch enemy Jason Wedlock says Smith doesn't know squat about college football and Stephen A. isn't helping his case with ridiculous utterings such as this mm. or that the Rose Bowl should be played in SoFi Stadium. So Smith also took a shot at Boulder, Colorado. Oh, boy. Saying, I've only been there twice in my life and both times it was for, you know, something Dion was doing. Dude. You live and work in New York City. Boulder is a paradise compared to the rat-infested, crime-ridden crap hole that you're in. All right. The Pacers are in State Farm Arena tonight to take on the Hawks. And happy 64th birthday, the human highlight reel, Dominique Wilkins, one of the greatest basketball players of Absolutely. I have him time. on my list here, and it reminds me that I actually got to ride next to him on an airport train going from one terminal to the other, standing next to Dominique Wilkins, and he was just as nice as he could be and uh, said hi to the folks and and I thought man what I, I was I was very I was uh, impressed I was really I thought man this is really cool I'm standing right next to this guy I used to watch all the time with those highlight reels oh, anyway that was kind of fun uh, the the Wizards have cut guard Ryan Rollins turns out it's hard to dribble a basketball with sticky fingers oh Rollins the 21 year old charged with petty larceny in Virginia stealing items from Target multiple times Caught seven times taking things like groceries, body wash, and candles. Jeez. Well, can you blame a man for wanting to eat while smelling nice, surrounded by an ambiance of romantic flame? <laughs> Rollins drafted by the Hawks uh, a couple years ago, then traded to the Wiz. Obviously, the $1.7 million that he has uh, well, is just not cut. It, it just doesn't go very far anymore. You know? yeah. And finally, 1981. On this date, the Braves signed future Hall of Fame pitcher Gaylord Perry to a contract. 42 years old. It's his sixth major league team at the time. I was at a game he pitched in May of 81 at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, in which he outdueled Dodgers phenom Fernando Valenzuela 9-4. to I was sitting on the third base side. Wow. Gaylord picked up his 293rd victory, even smacked a two-run single off Fernando, and it was the first time the L.A. lefty, who had been just going through everybody, had not gotten through seven innings in his fantastic rookie campaign. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Great the old man outdid the young guy. Outstanding. The young guy. Outstanding. Air sports. Holy crap at sports. Uh, 531. I got uh, a couple of sports notes coming up shortly. Also a, P- a game from Pete and maybe some Pete streets and the Flounders funny. And the latest on uh, investigating the uh, the tramp of Fulton County with her side piece, Fanny, the, uh, the uh, Trump-hating She's black trapped. supremacist. Fanny, Fanny. 531 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder. And in 1975, on this very day, the first night of a British tour kicked off under the banner of the Warner Brothers Music Show. Featured Little Feet, about to hear them here, Montrose, Tower of Power, the Doobie Brothers, and Graham Central Station. And they were, in 1975, this was, they released an album a sampler featuring all the acts, and it was priced at a dollar seventeen. <laughs> yeah, a little feet here. Local band. Are they a local band? Yeah, I did not know that. 
No. Are they still going? Hell, 1975, they're still around, I guess. They'd be the Stones. One of them's in prison. Oh, really? What did he do? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if it was robbery, armed robbery, or murder or something. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. In history on this day, a little sports thing for you there, Pete. 1999, the ball that Mark McGuire hit for home run number 70 sold at auction Tainted. for $3 million. Yeah. To hell with it. Yeah. Uh, and 1960, I'm going to get a kick out of this one. Dolph Shays of the Syracuse Nats NBA team became the first NBA player to score 15,000 points in his career. Now, I'll bet neither one of you guys has heard. Well, Pete, you probably know the name Dolph Shays. Uh, Flounder, I'll bet you never heard him, right? And he was a, he's in history of the NBA, the first player to score 15,000 points. And I bet you he was never a famous guy. Of course, the Syracuse Nats were no are no longer an NBA team. But growing up as a kid, we used to go see him. And I remember the time the uh, Frankie Perkins, one of my uh, uh, little league baseball partners, had a birthday, and I was invited to his house. The whole team was, and we showed up at his house. And in the driveway at the Perkins home was Dolph Shays shooting two-handed set shots. They had hired Dolph. This company, this family was so powerful, they hired Dolph Shays to show up at his at, at this 11-year-old kid's birthday party. So I'm throwing the ball to Dolph Shays. Uh, hey, Rudy well, kid, I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was like Park and, Parks and Rec when they had Deadlift Shrimp come on. Yeah, to the, yeah, yeah for the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, little, little, you know, I'm throwing, I'm throwing, passing the ball to Dolph Shade. And he was famous for a two-handed set shot. Which he, no one does anymore. I mean, oh, and, like they, no. they used to do underhanded, two-handed, underhand free throws. Uh, believe it or not. Anyway, a couple of things in the sports here. Um, also, on this day, the birthday of a very famous person to us all in 1951 on this day. The birthday this, of... This day. On this day... Five. Four, the birthday three. of a famous. Really want two. Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump seventy five million, eighty million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can, they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Rush Limbaugh, born on this day in 1951. He died in 2021. Also born on this day, Kirstie Alley would have been 73 today. Rush Limbaugh. 1951, would have been 73 years old. Uh, 540 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, uh, big, uh, this must have been a very important day in the history of television. On this day, these are the programs that began their shows on this date. 1949, Arthur Godfrey and Friends on CBS. 1949, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie 
the kids show if they were two puppets and Fran was the woman with Kugla and, and Ollie and uh, never missed it. Uh, 1950, uh, 1966, Batman on ABC on this day. 1967, Dragnet on NBC on this day. 1971, All in the Family on CBS. 1981, same day, Dynasty on ABC ran for nine years. Anyway, just a big, 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 big day on uh, television history day. Uh, 541 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. <clears throat> Oh, we'll update the uh, latest on uh, Jim Jordan going after the uh, has to be investigation on Fanny, the home wrecking disgrace of a DA. Uh, how they haven't taken her off this entire? Uh, she should be taking a leave of absence. The Fulton County DA, uh, Fanny, uh, with her side piece and the scandal of her using <laughs> tax money to pay for her boyfriend while they take lavish trips and stuff. I mean, and, and, and that same boyfriend had meetings with the White House lawyers before they indicted Trump to set up how they were going to do it and get the White House involved. I mean, Jim Jordan's investigating all of it. Uh, first of all, uh, a couple of uh, bizarre things in the news, including the uh, new word you don't want to hear uh, being voiced by a flight attendant on your airline trip. A uh, flight attendant sharing a code word that indicates a passenger is on their naughty list. The name originated from the term P-I-L-P, which stands for Passenger I'd Like to Punch. But now the steward eye, the flight attendants, are calling it a Philip. If you hear them say, uh, well, there's a Philip over there in uh, line five or something, uh, that means you've done something bad. A pet peeve for flight attendants would be calling you a Philip as if you ring the bell all the time. You demand their immediate attention while they're trying to pass out drinks, for example. Uh, you have the right to ring the bell, but it should only be done uh, in a, a rapidly in a case of emergency. They do not appreciate also uh, a, a flight attendants do not like passengers filming them while they're doing their job. United American Delta Southwest have already had policies prohibiting flyers from taking pictures or videos while they're doing the job without their consent. Another thing, uh, a, floor, a, a flight attendant saying an upset baby does not upset airline employees. They're used to it, but they do get annoyed by a passenger complaining about the noise and whining about it. Uh, one flight attendant informed everybody on social media, and if we're in the middle of drinks or dinner service, the only time you should be calling for us is in an emergency. If everything's okay, just be patient. We're going to quick to work out who the Phillips are, and we'll serve you accordingly. So bear that, bear that in mind if you're a habitual button, uh, button push. I can't even read today. My God, man. What's the matter with me? Uh, and by the way, I don't even want to mention because it may not it may not be doing it anymore, and maybe they still do. I don't know, but I almost hate to say what uh, the uh, steward eyes used to do with the uh, hotel room coffee machines when they uh, 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 do an overnight sleepovers and stuff. And I, I almost hate to I almost hate because I don't know whether they're still doing it, and it would change. You know, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Five forty four with the Kimmer Pete and the Flounder. And then there's the story of the uh, seven-year-old beauty queen, a pageant contestant at the age of seven from Los Angeles. Her name is Angel, and she ha actually her daughter's name, uh, the woman, mom's name is Angel. The daughter's name is Kinley, and she has, she's seven years old. She's a beauty queen contestant. She works out several times a week, helps a eats a specifically healthy diet, and has a jaw-dropping six-pack abs at the age of seven. She's been competing in pageants at the age of two. 
Her mother put her into gymnastics with rigorous training, saw her becoming increasingly lean and muscular. She has a strict diet. She only gets a treat every once in a while. Muscular bodies run in the family. Her brothers are always competing to see who has the better abs. If you see a picture of this girl, I thought it was fake. Pete found this picture and, and said it. I thought it was fake. I thought it was like it's a horrific. Halloween costume, honest to God. It's horrific. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, she, uh, the mom runs a cheer gym, cheerleading gym, so she noticed how easily her daughter picked up cheerleading. They were flying, uh, doing regular practicing together using gymnastic equipment. By the time the girl turned five, she went to a gym where she could properly train and perfect her skills. And she's a little, but she's so strong. She's like a rock, like a brick. She has a bubbly personality. She's over the top, but not obnoxiously. And she loves getting uh, dressed up in glam outfits. She, uh, she likes doing girly stuff. She goes to nail salons. Uh, she has a life on social media, more often than not, has attracted negative attention from trolls saying, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I don't know, man. This is really kind of bad. I, I, I just don't think this is good at all. And I keep, I keep thinking about, uh, remember the little, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the little girl Bonnet. from John Bonet Ramsey. And this is how yeah. it starts. Anyway, uh, quarter 546 already. Holy cow. More Flounders Funnies and Pete's Tweets. And we got it all standing by here with the Kimber Pete and Flounder right here. Look up. I screwed this one up. I don't know who this is. <laughs> We're not sure who this is. Well, we don't know well, who this is. Well, it could be Led Zeppelin. It could it's be Abba. Carlos Santana. It could be Abba. <laughs> Abba. Yeah, it could be the Beach Boys. <laughs> it sounds like White Snake, but I got. It's on. It's on what's it called just, a hot key, so I can't actually. Oh, it just popped up on the thing there. <laughs> no, because I think what was the last one we had? Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, well, the last one I have here is Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. and and then either uh, either that or um, uh, Carlos Santana had on the on the. I History forgot how much Pete hates thing. Santana. Oh, okay. Well, we're not playing him. We're not playing him. So we're playing whoever this is. Although it sounds like Santana <laughs> screaming. No, sounds it like, does. Well, it sounds like any of them are screamers. Anyway, um, let's see. Our birthday list includes uh, Christiane Amana Hate America Poor. Uh, who, this is what I meant to play. Oh, okay. Here we go. Not one of their better songs. I remember this song. The Kim Repeat and Flounder, 552. Uh, also, birthday day, Vendela, the model. Vendela, Vendela, she's 57. On this day in history, uh, let's see, Henry Ford set a new land speed record in 1904. He got his Ford up to 91.37 miles an hour. And on this day in 1915, Congress won uppity women nothing. Yes, the House voted 204 to 174 to deny the Women's Suffrage Act 
allowing women the right to vote. Five years of nagging later, and they got it in 1920. So there you go. Happiness for the chicks getting the vote. <laughs> oh, hey, hold everything. 552. We got all these tweets hanging around here. They're all over social media. We got Pete Davis. Let me put them together for Pete's tweets. Jeff asked the musical question. Yes. What is the difference between an Alaska Airlines 737 and a Jehovah's Witness? Well, a Jehovah's Witness doesn't go flying out of the uh, atmosphere. I, I don't, I can't, I don't know. You can shut the door on a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, ha, hey, hi <laughs> <laughs> hey, hello. Thank you. <laughs> In the 1800s, Scottish surgeon Robert Liston became infamous for a one surgery that ended with a 300% mortality rate. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Brain excising? <laughs> yeah. How can one man cause the death of three in one surgery? Well, he amputated a patient's leg so quickly, he inadvertently cut off his assistant's fingers. He also managed to slash another man's coattails who was there to watch the procedure. The spectator was so frightened by the operation and the accident that he died of terror at the scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Both the patient and the assistant would later die of gangrene from the cuts, <laughs> marking the only time in recorded medical history one operation had a 300% mortality rate. And Dr. Liston wasn't through there. During another amputation, he accidentally cut off a patient's testicles along oh. with the leg. Ah, yowie. <laughs> Cut back on the coffee, I'm guessing, eh, Doc? <laughs> Imagine if they gave him a chainsaw with what oh, record he could ensue. Lordy. Uh, Groucho Marx said, I find television very educational. Ah, Every time somebody turns on the set, I go into the other room and read a book. <laughs> There's Pete's education. All righty, I love it. 554. Do you have a game for us? We don't have time for the game. Okay, fine. Well, well, actually, we do have time coming up in a little bit later. We're going to have time to end you with something uh, 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 clever. Oh, well, we just got a uh, thing here. Uh, tweet. Okay, well, here we go. No, no, we're good. Uh, 5.54. A quick update on uh, Fanny, the uh, black supremacist and the Trump-hating, white-hating disgrace of Fulton County, the prosecutor who should have put herself on a leave of absence as of when the, the information came out that she had put her side piece, the guy she was cheating on, the guy, a married man she was cheating with, uh, put him into the powerful position of making him the most highly paid special prosecutor in, on her staff to go get Donald Trump. The same guy's guy, Wade, the same guy that she uh, sent to the White House to talk with the White House attorneys before they actually went after Donald Trump, apparently to see how they wanted to coordinate it with the White House. The same thing they did uh, with that uh, chick in uh, the attorney general of, of uh, New York State. Uh, they did, she did the same thing, went to the White House for conversations with their attorneys going after Trump in New York over the, uh, the, the, the price of his buildings for the bank loan and stuff like that. Anyway, this is all just a, a piece of nonsense. So finally, after the Kimmer and us guys, uh, we guys be, uh, berating him and uh, bitching about it for the last couple of days, Jim Jordan has sent a letter saying, thanks to the Kimmer, what a great idea. We're going to be investigating the committee over this Fulton County DA business. Uh, and they're going to find out exactly what's going on, uh, requesting cooperation with uh, oversight to get uh, get to the bottom of what, exactly what's going on. This is a freaking scandal. I mean, this is absolutely appalling. 
And by the way, this guy, Nathan Wade, uh, uh, they tried to get him to comment uh, last night, and he comes out of the office carrying a gun. Uh, and when they said, they said, can you have a comment? No. He kind of snarled at him. But I love the way they describe it. They describe him. Uh, he arrived at his law office outside Atlanta in a silver Audi A8 L4.2 Quattro, valued at more than $100,000. Uh, wearing a trendy cobalt suit, he walked for the luxury car to the office and declined to comment on the alleged affair. <laughs> Moments later, he appeared to be holding a gun in one hand. <laughs> it's okay in Georgia. You can have a gun and you can hold it in plain sight and everything else. Anyway, hard to believe. Well, boys, any plans for the weekend? Pete Davis, if it's not snowing and icy? Football, football, football. I should have known. Flounder, anything special for the weekend? Nothing much. Staying inside and staying warm. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how bad it's going to get. In fact, I can't see outside, so I don't know whether it's still going on, this horrible oh. wind and rain stuff. I don't, the is sun it? came out earlier yeah. up here. Again, so. I don't know what the, what the latest is. Anyway, uh, Flounder's funny to win the show. One more thing. Happy weekend, everybody. God bless America. Here we go. You know where I get a lot of fights with are with, like, dog parents, you know? I don't care if you have animals. I just like seeing animals do what they're supposed to do. That's all. Like, I live near a sea world. All right. When orcas started eating trainers, I bought a season pass. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. We named them killer whales, all right? <laughs> because sometimes when you're a dog parent, you're, it gets a little off. You know, like I did a sh- with a dog parent. I knew we weren't going to get along from the start because I'm backstage going to my notes, and she wasn't going to notes. She was backstage open mouth kissing her dog. <laughs> That's the right response. Thank you. And she looks at me like I'm the freak in the room. She sees me all grimacing uncomfortable. She's like, well, you have kids, right? I go, yeah. And she goes, well, can your kids even do this? I said, sit on my lap and make out with me. <laughs> Legally, no. <laughs> and this is when the crazy starts to unravel when they start talking to the dog, right? She's like, ignore that big bad man. What do you want for dinner tonight, honey? Chicken or fish? Chicken or fish? Mm-hmm, chicken or fish? And then she looks at me and she says this. She goes, you know what, sir? I believe it all. Should be treated equally, if not better, than people. I go, really, all animals? All animals? What about chicken and fish? (laughs) This is why you need to stay in your lane and don't judge other people, because she got defensive and she got mean, and I came right back at her. She said, Well, you just need to know that those little kids of yours, those little kids that could never fill your heart in the way my dog does. That's so mean. I was like, whatever, maybe that's true. But you just need to know, your dog is going to die way before my kids. (laughs) And you might have to kill it, so... Uh, Oh, oh, man. (laughs) That's no good. Well, let's end with this. A Texas canine named Jack, who works for the Weatherford, Texas Police Department, helped to stop a guy who was shooting at police. He took a couple of bullets in the paw and his face and his ear, and he made it. He's alive. He's healed and back on the work, and he has now been given a Purple Heart Award and a whole basket of toys and cheese whiz because this doggy <laughs> is special and the hero canine. Anyway, boys, have a great weekend. God bless America. It's only the camera. Got to go. You're killing me. Hoorah, Semper Fi, boys. See you on Monday, Lord willing. No, no, you won't. <laughs> no, no, you Tuesday. Won't see me on Monday. Just, I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.